everybody. It's us again. We're back. The boys, the golf guys. Uh, Thursday nights live. Cracking beers. Talking about whatever <laughs> we want. And I've got Josh Bennett, Eric Darbo, Tony Heal. Is that how you pronounce it? Nailed it. Well done. He's the goofy noofy. And we don't have Quagnus. He's not here. We don't have Cecil. He's somewhere in Saskatchewan hiding out in his basement on the golf course, more likely. I'm still convinced that there was a golf, uh, golf, a golf, an accident on the golf course with one of the machines that he works on. I'm convinced of this. Um, uh, tonight's topic of conversation, because we've been potpourriing it on Thursdays since we don't have to tout. We're not tied to telling you who to click, even though we did that for the live last night. Are we winners? Did we win any money? We got, we yeah, we got a big problem. What's that? I, had, I told everybody on the show to play Sean Norris, <laughs> listed a whole, a whole host of <laughs> stats. He is, I believe he was in the number, the winning lineup uh, going into the 17th hole or going into the 18th hole. And damn near everybody at the top hat. He was like 25% owned, by the way. So he's pretty high owned. And he fucking double bogeyed the 18th hole. Is it over? He lost. I think he lost people thousands of dollars with that double bogey. Are we done? Because it looks like I cashed. Yeah, it's all right. I cashed it as well. Oh, uh, I won $23 off my 15. Hell yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, it looks like there's some there's some people who in the contest like uh, Mock Lovin is someone I've heard of and then the Forsaken name they were up there. That's the yeah. what handle? It's like Down to Earth or something like that. No, oh, uh, no, whatever. Uh, I don't care. We do care about strokes gained because we want to use those to, to our advantage to make better clicks. And that's kind of why we're here tonight. Uh, topic of conversation for the potpourri is, I mean, you can go back. You can listen to us talk about a, a myriad of random topics. And now we've reached strokes gain, which isn't a new thing. We've got a couple of people that might know more than I do about it. I did Google some stuff and I've got a plan here. So keep with us. Uh, we'll kind of go over the beginnings of strokes gain. Is this Mark Brody's brainchild? Uh, who wants to speak on that? Who knows the most? Because it's been around since 2011 is what I thought I read. Yeah, Mark Josh? Brody worked with MIT in figuring out basically the formulas uh, and database for stro strokes and stats. His goal, so apparently, was to try to do what other sports do and compare different golfers and different golf shots and try to make it somewhat comparable it was hard to do at the end of the round to compare total strokes putting or total greens well, regulation the, putt, the putting is i think the putting actually I, th I think in a book somewhere i read or something the putting was the one that really threw him off and was like the <laughs> the reason for like wanting to dive into this because people were saying that x golfers were really good putters because they putted the least amount of times so they'd have, you know, they'd go through a round and they'd putt mm -hmm. 26 times. And then they'd say, ooh, that guy putted 26 times. He's a really good putter. And if you think about it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good putter. If you put it to five feet on most of those, then you're actually a really good iron player. And you just rolled in the five footer that's like 
75% make rate on the PGA Tour or something like that. So I believe the putting is actually what led him into the strokes gain situation. Or it's the anger for not knowing enough and then finding out there's a treasure trove of shot link data amassed over years. And it's possible to determine how many strokes a fictional average tour golfer requires to put the ball in the hole. In a given situation, fairway rough, and... So that's kind of the whole concept, is it not? Tony, do you do you use strokes gained in your life? Of oh, yes, of course. I think you have and, to with, in, yeah. at this point. Because it's all we have, or do you have to? Do you have to? Do you I have mean, I guess to? I you don't have do to, you have but to it's, it's the it best linger. thing we have to use for predictive golf, really. Like, other than that, you're just throwing darts. Well, it's also, uh, is it not used by the golfers themselves in order to work on stuff or mm-hmm. know their their weaknesses and maybe their strengths because they can take the data and use that and help themselves? Where to hit it, like what distances are their best distances and things like that, yeah. Or just it's, knowing that like I'm bad around the green, so I better go work on my my chipping. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great tool for pros. They def they use it for sure, uh, and it's it's actually a good tool for amateurs if you can get an app that calculates it. Uh, I, for example, use Arcos. Uh, I know there's other other ways to calculate it out there. Other different apps that do like, it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, so. It, but well, how well, how is it even calculated? Like some of us don't even know that part of it. Uh, Darbo, you have a very nice video that you've put out to the masses explaining it. So maybe we should just tell everybody to stop the episode, <laughs> pause it, come back to this after they watch your. They can Google on YouTube or they search "strokes gained explained" and then your sweet spot DFS handle, and they can find a video which is helpful because it explains kind of how it works. Do you want to? Give us the Cliff Notes version of what you know as of how it's explained easily or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I think, let me double check. Yeah, it is pinned to my Twitter profile. So Sweet Spot DFS, mm. if you go to Twitter and you check that out, it is pinned. So you probably can find it much quicker uh, doing it that way than trying to search for it on YouTube. Anyways, so strokes gain stats. You have four main categories off the tee approach around the green and putting mm-hmm. those all equal up to strokes gain total. Now, mm-hmm. what's really interesting about strokes gain total is you basically look kind of what you're talking about, that threshold. So there's a threshold at, at every golf course or a, a baseline at every golf course of expected amount of strokes to get the ball in based off your average golfer that you're just you that made up average golfer. So it just starts right then and there. So if you have an ex, an expected par of 74.46 and someone shoots 72, you've gained two shots total, two shots or two strokes total, basically. So you've got those four main categories. You can actually combine those to create other categories, but no sense in talking about that right now. Like the, just, <laughs> there's no sense. Um, you we can, like we can go into it a little bit later. Just just to start this elementary, like basic. So yeah. off the tee, your off the tee stat is defined as this. Any shot that is off the tee on a par four and a par five, not a par three. It excludes par threes. Is par three scoring approach then? Or off yeah, the I'll tee? get into approach. Yep. Oh, I'll, I'll go down the yep. list here. 
So even if, say, you chunk it or you top it two feet in front of you off the tee and you're still on the tee box, that's actually an approach shot. So you actually have to be in the teeing area. It is your tee ball that is considered off the tee. So just so no one gets confused by, well, the ball's still on the tee box or if someone were to hit it in the hazard and for whatever reason they drop on the tee box, that is not off the tee either. That is approach. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So now we know what off the tee is. Approach is any shot outside of 30 yards from the green, not on any tee box except for par threes. So it's any shot outside of 30 yards from the green, including par three tee boxes. Huh. Okay, but then so inside a par three, inside thirty yards on a par three is. Well, no, no, no! Don't, 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 don't get mixed up with the inside thirty yards on a par three. Okay. It's just par three tee boxes are included on your approach stat, but it's anything outside of thirty yards. Now, yep. anything thirty yards and inside is considered around the green, that is not on the putting surface. So that you have to make that distinction. Anything within 30 yards of the green, I guess you don't have to make that distinction. Even Anything from the bunker, it doesn't matter where you are. Correct. So if yeah. you're at 30 yards, one inch, that's an approach shot. If you're at 30 yards, equal, like right on the button, that's an around the green shot. So is that why Bryson's approach shots got all fucked up those tournaments and he was driving it inside of 30 yards? Yep, yes. exactly. <laughs> what a piece. Okay, and then you have putting. And then putting is anything on the putting surface. Simple. So it doesn't matter if you have your putter out and you're 50 yards away. That is not a putt, <laughs> unless it's on the green, obviously. Does so, does the lie matter? Are you in the fairway? Does that matter if you're in the rough? So I gave you the definitions of the strokes and stats, how they're calculated. The best thing to tell anybody is your shot, your next shot is determined by your last shot. Like your calculation is determined by your last shot, basically. So everything starts off the tee, and I know we're going to get in this, Chad. Off the tee is the only flawless strokes gain stat that there is because everyone starts at the same position and they get to create the most perfect lie they absolutely want on the tee box. If they decide to put in a in a divot, that's their own problem. They're stupid, <laughs> you know? So off the tee is your only flawless stat. Now, how everything is calculated is you look at your baseline from your last shot to where your ball is now lying to determine what your off the tee shot was or what your last shot was. And then from your distance that you are there, you consider the lie. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. Yeah, we got to get. Yeah, I jumped the gun, too. So, well, I'm just saying you, you do consider the lie. So let's say you hit a ball off the tee, right? Yeah, it's you got to figure out where's average for it's that. It's a 440 yard shot right. on tour. I think that's 4.08 strokes on average. It would take a, a tour player to get it in the hole. 4.08. Right. So you tee off, you put the ball, again, it's a 440 yard shot or 440 yards to the hole. You hit it 300 yards. In the middle of the fairway, you have 140 yards to the, to the pin. That's just basic math that I understand dog legs and stuff, cut that stuff off, but let's just make it really basic. Sure. So you look at the baseline of where that ball ended up, which you have to consider the lie as well as the distance to the pin. 
So we're in the fairway. So believe it or not, PGA, or I should say ShotLink, has all this data. They figured out what the average baseline is at 140 yards in the fairway. Every golfer from all time that's ever had a fairway shot from 140 yards, they've figured out at, an average. At this point, they have hundreds of thousands of pieces of data. And from that exact distance, I bet you they have tens of thousands of pieces of data. And on average, they know what it would take to make, to get the ball in the hole from that spot. Weird. So weird. So, so this you is basically, a fluid thing, too. This is just... As data comes in, it could and change. And it does change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does change. But, you know, it's it's been normalized mostly. So, you know, it's not going to change drastically. Right. So, so those that, baselines are almost set. They're almost exactly, they'll, they won't change. And if they do, it'll be by 0 0.01. And that isn't, that's negligible. You don't even have to worry about that. So, ev so you would take that baseline from where the ball sits. Remember, we're 140 yards in the fairway. Okay, yep. You subtract it from the baseline it is from the tee. And so the so baseline is? So it's 4.08 from the tee. One. I have to look at my chart just to see what 140 is. Yeah, bring up your chart. It's a lot easier. 2.87. I'm looking at it. Okay. Yep, 2.87. So it would be 4.08 minus 2.87 minus 1 because it took you one shot to get there. And that is how you calculate strokes gained off the tee. So depending Easy. on where your next shot lands, you would do that same calculation. You figure out the baseline from where the ball ended up, which is your distance and lie. Maybe you hit the putting green, maybe you don't. But then you do that same calculation to figure out what your stroke skin approach stat was. So yeah, I can I can share my screen and we can. It might be easier simple. to share your screen because I mean, it, math people are like yeah duh, but then us idiots are like okay well wait. So every so, single course has a different average for the human beings that have played it. So this chart comes from Lou Stegner as well as Mark Brody. So I, I started it with Mark Brody, and then I updated it um, with Lou Stegner stats. And my data kind of goes by 20 yards, 10 yards, whatever. The, the PJ Tour has this by one foot increments. So wow. they have what it takes at 20 yards, one foot, 20 yards, two feet, 20 yards, three feet. Well, that's 21 yards, obviously. Yeah, so they're insane. They're OK, they're insane. Right, so they're really down, like narrowing down. Mine isn't like that. I gotta go by every twenty. Because, but do you think was... it even matters to do that? Probably not. No, I just so I wanted negligible. to see how to how it all was calculated. Yeah. So, okay. well, either um, way, uh, so these are the numbers that from certain uh, average or certain rough. You have sand, you have fairway, you have where, wherever. Like, and these are your conditions that your ball or yeah. the lie that your mm -hmm. ball can be in. It's it's just these, there are no more. So and what would be the purpose of like someone like me at home, like my dad or whatever, to calculate their own strokes game? Like they don't need to. No, in all reality- it's just if you want to, this is how it works. In, in all reality, you could still go by number of fairways hit and number of greens hit and number of putts hit, and you're gonna be just fine. That's how the old <laughs> stats work. 
Okay. And we'll get to that. Hold on. Hold your horses. Yeah. Yes, but I agree. So here, let's uh, do the let's do that calculation. Really but yeah, so on. so then you've set up this spreadsheet. This is something you've created, or is this something that like you can... something I created? Yeah. So then this is just you want to decide. I'm going to calculate my own strokes gain. So if I want to calculate my own stroke gain for a certain human being, so for example, at the like masters. Yeah, absolutely. You could I technically, could put, I, you could technically, yeah. Yes. I, I could load in any golf course here, and I've done this before. I wanted to see the Masters it. doesn't allow it, and there's like someone like Punta Cana, but you may not even have the the because uh, like at least at the Masters you'd be able to tell he's from this distance and from this rough or whatever. It'd be great if I had a team of like 156 people that could just <laughs> focus on one golfer and just plug in all of their their that, shots. That'd be wonderful. That would be nice, actually. Yeah. But no, so then someone's doing that at, at the PGA Tour level for most courses. But for the right. Masters, things, for example, you wouldn't be able to get that stat. They would have it themselves. But this is where the, those people who have those stats, they probably have their own spreadsheet that like Darbo has. Uh, so then you're saying, okay, the first hole is a par four, 440 yards. We talked about this. And if we want to know how many he gains off the tee, you're, and then so in your video, you explain that like off the tee, is harder to gain strokes from than approach. Mm -hmm. So like it's easier to gain on approach than it is to gain on off the tee. You'd yeah. be surprised so, you can hit it 350 yards down the middle every single time and you're still like only gaining five strokes off the tee. Yeah, whereas, so if I were to, if we were is to that, say- Is that a good summary of it or am I wrong? Pretty much, um, I'll show you here. So let's say we hit a, a 400 yard drive. So we have on a 440. 40 yards, okay, yeah, 40 yards away. Yeah. We have 40 yards remaining, uh -huh. and let's say we hit it in the fairway. There you go so back. F for fairway. 400. We gained 0.48 strokes. No, go back. Put 400. No, no. It's Chad. It's it's how many yards are left to the hole, not how far you hit the ball. Yardage remaining. Oh, oh sorry. All right. Well, duh. Read. <laughs> So, so 40 and then fairway. That's now, 40 yards if, remaining on your approach shot, but you're in the fairway. So 0.48. Now, what if I you know, uh, took that 100 yards? So we only hit 300 yards. We gained mm -hmm. 0.21. So like, mm -hmm. so like, it's not a lot, mm -hmm. but it's, it's it, you know, over time, if you were able to hit a 400 yard drive every single time, you would, I mean, here, I can show you how that looks just by, Clicking and dragging. I can bring this all the way down. You'd gain 8.64 shots. Okay, so that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so that's not but, happening. But, but, but like compared to you see some of those strokes gained approach stats that are up there in the nines, tens, elevens per round sometimes. So my favorite is like Justin Thomas. He did this a couple times and why he's so good. Um, I'll do two things. I'll make this like 240 yards. Par three, par three, 240. So you can see the expected pars 3.25. And he parked that to five feet on the green, five feet from the pin. He gained one shot on approach just from that one shot. So you can see approach, you can really gain. And let's say he did that 18 times. Obviously, you know it's going to be 18 strokes approach. <laughs> So it, it, like approach, you can really gain. But not only did he, does he do that quite frequently, but let's say there was like a 400 and let's just call it a 500 yard par four. 
and he had 200 other way, yards. Other way around. You got the par and the yards. Around him. So let's say he had uh, 240 yards remaining to the hole in the rough. So he's done stuff like this. And this, this is kind of similar off the tee. This is JT. He, he, he loses strokes off the tee quite a bit. Now let's say he puts that to 10 feet on the green. He gains a stroke. Oh, he, wow. He okay. does this stuff a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. He's really good with his wedges, too. Obviously, the off-speed stuff that he does. But he does this stuff a lot. And it makes him look like he's a really good approach player. And I'm not saying he isn't. But I'm saying these things here, like if, if we change that to fairway instead of rough, it goes down by 0.2 strokes approach. So... Him being so erratic. Then, let me let me ask you this: Then is the then the, it must be weighted for the Memorial Rough versus the rough we have at this course this week at the John Deere in Iowa because there's got to be differences in rough. That is a whole nother thing that we can get into if you want. <laughs> so that's part of the flaws. Well, I mean, so because there's some issues have, with strokes gain. You have raw strokes gain stats, which are just calculating the baselines. So, okay, so let, let me do this. Let's pretend that there's four, or let's say all of our holes are four, par four is 500 yards. The expected par is 79.38. Now let's say the average score of the golfers in the tournament for that one round, for let's say for round one, was 85. You would adjust your strokes gain stats by a factor of six. Oh, you would? Yes. Oh. And that's how you get your adjusted strokes and stats. But are those so, the stats that people are using to make their decisions? The PGA Tour updates them on their page. so To we make them adjusted. What's visible, but if you were to record all of, like, every single week, you know, the, the strokes and that comes from it, you're going to see, like, raw strokes gain stats. Um, how, how would I word this? Like if, if a tournament was really easy, let's put it this mm -hmm. way. Let's do it the opposite way. If the tournament was really easy and say your average score was 74. So there's a five shot difference between expected par and the average score. Okay. Your strokes gain stats would be out of the world because right. everybody would be, you know, like this yeah, is where this is what I'm getting at. Like, is it, is it weighted sort of or whatever? Well, raw stroke team. Yeah. But then the adjustment would come in and it would water down those those strokes gain stats for those guys. So let's let's just say, I'm just gonna start throwing in random stuff. It doesn't matter. Don't pay attention to this. I think hole is that's how we finish it. So let's say they all get birdies every single hole. <laughs> they would gain 25 strokes gained total. For that round, if the average is seventy four and the right, is but let's say everybody birdied, you know, and and so your your average score so was fifty eight or, or sixty one, and you had an average of eighteen. If this wasn't adjusted, all the golfers playing on this tournament in this tournament, their whole season long stats would be so skewed yeah, that okay, yeah, it okay. would make them look like gods. You know, it would like their approach, their off the tee. I mean, all of these stats would just be insane. Yeah. So okay. it is adjusted. 
you're so you like when DJ shot 30 under in the playoffs at minus 30 or whatever, his strokes gain were adjusted on his season long stats for that for that one well for the whole tournament, but the, say the one round he shot 59, that was adjusted because I think the scoring average was like four shots better than par. So it, he did play well, don't get me wrong, but they were adjusted. But if you were going by strokes gain, like raw strokes gain stats, DJ just looked like if you only use those, it would be, it would look like the guy is the best golfer in the world, and you know the best golfer of all time. But that's not the case. Okay. Well, uh, is there anything you need to add, Jish, to this? Or well, I, I, mean, I don't know. I need to. And we're just kind of explaining how they how they work, how they're calculated. Um, right. We can obviously get into well what about like putting for example like is there a difference between a four footer and a 14 footer or a six footer and a five footer like what how does the putting work you can see it all right here it all it all all works the same putting is the the numbers are a little different obviously they're off to the side in darbo's situation here um but it all works the same it's it's put up against a baseline on what the average amount of strokes would take to get in the hole from where your ball is sitting for that shot. So whether you're putting, whether you're in the sand, whether you're in the fairway, whether you're on the tee box, there is a baseline somewhere for every hole for whatever distance you're at that says on average, you should put the ball in the hole from here in this amount of strokes. And then you, and then you do the math that Eric's been describing from there to get, how to get your strokes gained based on where your ball lands or ends up. So then it does consider size of field. Like uh, it, just, it, 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 it considers the average score. Doesn't matter. Size of field per, doesn't matter. Per it, well, it doesn't, it doesn't consider the, the size of the field necessarily. It consider, and it doesn't even really consider the strength of the field either. Yeah. So it, is that a flaw? It doesn't do that. It considers the like sometimes it's like a forty-eight man no cut event that should be considered different. They should have some Maybe. sort of so the, get the, into the issue. That's what people want to hear about. Maybe the issues. Tony, we haven't even heard from you. What do you know about strokes gained stats? I think you guys have explained how they're calculated quite well. Okay, I'm learning a lot. I, I use them more than I calculate them. We'll say. <laughs> And the and the 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 thing about the adjustment too is important to remember is like you said it's not adjusted for strength of field, it's not adjusted for size of the field, but it's adjusted for the performance of the field. So even if there's shitty golfers playing, if they're playing really well, it's going to be adjusted for that. If there's good golfers that play bad, it's adjusted for that. It's not adjusted for the actual who the actual people are. Okay. So does anyone make adjustments based on strength of field to their numbers, or is that not something people do? Are we talking about like websites out there? I don't know. Um, Do you think that's the next layer of this thing where you have to kind of consider, because Tiger will play in all of the hard events with all of the hard fields, and then his strokes gain is not, is it, does that make his strokes gain look worse or am I, uh, am I missing it if he if he per so if the course is playing hard but he performs better than everybody else on that hard course he's just he's his numbers are different. different 
But what what about a guy that goes around and beats up shitty fields? Like, does it's his strokes gained look better than Tiger's? It shouldn't, no, because it's it's adjusted for the it performance of the whole field. I don't think because like I've always thought like there's a there's a point where what is what this you know you can gain strokes here at this at this John Deere this weekend, but you don't see the ma- the guys that are always at the majors and they're the ones gaining strokes, and then it's kind of vice versa. You don't see the sh- these people that are gaining strokes this week at the majors where it's actually harder to gain strokes. So I don't know if that that's I don't know that. It's gonna be stupid in my head. Personally, Chad, I don't think Data Golf adjusts their strokes hand. I think those are all raw stats. So, okay. like, if you were to go visit them right now and look at the strokes hand stats, like as they're calculated, you well, can Tony's tell... the man that work that has the uh, Data Golf sub. What's that? I do use Data Golf. Da- Tony uses Data Golf. Yeah, and. I do, I do too. I, I don't have an account, but I, I check what the stroke scan stats are quite a bit from there. Um, what else could we talk about? Um, here, let me. Oh, like, let me, oh, let yeah. Me... Basically, basically, we talked about a lot of this, like short-term analysis. It's it. You were talking about in your little explainer that the short terms can be skewed. The short term is hard. They are hard, You know, like. People sometimes want to look at strokes gained over the last 12 rounds. Is that not even going to be enough? Or And then, so it's really hard to look at recent form using strokes gained. You almost have to look at just leaderboards or use top tens. Or some one, other. Thing, uh, one thing I see on Twitter a lot, uh, especially people that are playing showdown, they, mm-hmm. uh, they will look at the stats. So if they're playing round two showdown for tomorrow, Mm-hmm. They'll look at the stats from today and say, ooh, this guy gained four strokes approach mm-hmm. and lost two putting. I'm going to assume that he might putt better because he's a better putter and he's probably going to approach well because if his strokes gained approach is high, that means he's hitting the ball really well. People do that. That's like a main strategy. They look for really good approach and bad putting and hope the putting comes back for a showdown. The thing is... And as Eric has kind of shown and definitely goes through this in his video, which I think is really important, you can, if, let's just say somebody, whoever, somebody today had a hole-in-one on like a 200-yard par three, their strokes gained is going to be skewed because of that one single shot. So they might show three and a half strokes gained yesterday or today when you're looking at it for today, but... Two of them came just because they dumped it in the hole on one shot, and the rest of it they were just kind of average. So, it's you can use them in the short term, but you have if you're going to do that, you have to look at you literally have to look at all the shots and say where they how did they gain these strokes, and that's literally why you almost have to have this kind of spreadsheet and care about it if you're really serious about it. You can't make a total overall general opinion it's about the same it. with, it's the same with putting too by the way if luke well luke this isn't a good example it's whoever if, if somebody goes out there and they gain a whole bunch on approach and they lose a whole bunch of putting and you think they're a good putter and they might bring it back you you can look at the putting stats and maybe they just randomly missed a couple real short ones that just destroyed their strokes game putting and maybe they actually putted decently or maybe they were just really bad for the whole thing you just you don't if you're looking at it for one round it, you can't actually get an answer unless you literally look at every single shot and say was there a shot in there that skewed 
the strokes gain data. And over time, over time, they stuff starts to normalize out. So the more data points you mm -hmm. put in, the more valuable it becomes. But yeah, I mean, this showdown, especially it gets me every time I see it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. One round, it's like, you got it. You really got to be careful though there because it's just it, it it could it could bite you because they just might not they might they might not be telling the truth in the short term. What do you guys weight your like short term form versus long term form? Like, do you guys look at say the last twelve rounds versus the last six months more, or vice versa? What I like to do is I I'll take I just go I look at yearly stats. <laughs> so I basically every single week update my stroke scan stats to just go back one full year. And so I'll take that for full value. And then I'll look at the last eight weeks of stroke scan stats and I'll cut that in half. I'll water that down because I do want to see who's performing better than most, but I also want to get rid of the, the really bad discrep like the outliers. I want to get like mm -hmm. those outliers. I want to be mitigated you know, a, you know, is half is just an arbitrary number. I don't know what the perfect calculation is yet, but I'm going to cut that down by half because it just, I think if you don't, you're going to have Sahith Tagala with plus 14 strokes, you yeah. know, T to green within last week. And maybe he didn't play within the last six weeks or whatever. So he's going to come into that next tournament as the best recent form golfer out there so i yeah i try to weigh it down as much as i can but i still want sure. the golfers playing better to pop you know in the recent form recent form is interesting too because if you and to answer your question tony i try and use more long-term stuff because me as well if you if you just think about just throw even throw stats out the window. If you just think about playing golf and getting better at golf, when you're a good golfer, just even just think about a scratch golfer. If you're a scratch golfer, it is really hard to get better at something, like significantly better at something. So if you're using the short-term stats to say, ooh, this guy's approaching the ball way better or hitting the ball on the green way better than he has been, the last six months maybe he is but then again it could also be skewed by a couple really good shots it could, there could be a lot of factors that go into it other than he's just really good iron player now or he found it for two weeks and it is possible to find it for two or three weeks as we know as golfers sometimes you just go out there and you're like shit i'm gonna hit it to five feet every time but most of the most of the time in general it's really hard to get better at golf in some facet of the game when you are already really good so you're really good at something. You're just yeah. going to be really good at that most of the time. So now going back to the stats, if you're looking at short-term stats and saying, oh, Dustin Johnson's out here and he's approaching the ball two strokes better than he has the last six weeks, that's fine. And you can use that and say, that's great. He's, he's way better approach now. But you also have to take a step farther, in my opinion, and say, is is he actually hitting the ball better now or is there something in there that's kind of skewing that data to make it look like that or is there something else going on so i try and use more long-term stuff because i know that normalizes out and it kind of tells you the real story but again and again there can be short-term 
pops and stuff like that that can be helpful so i don't i don't hate using it but i tend to move away from it just because i think there's way too much randomness that can be in there i agree maybe tony you shouldn't use stats at all and you should just use your <laughs> beer gut brain model because there's issues with these strokes gain stats and that's my favorite part about them is the issues because then it allows me to poke holes in all these nerds models <laughs> gonna go Martin, full Chad. Martin, Martin, is that what's gonna happen? Model, and then I want a GPP <laughs> using a model on fantasy. Speaking Night. of nerds, by the way, our friend Drew Matthews is in here. He's oh, a hey, data Drew. nerd. Oh, hey, Drew. Yeah, oh, Drew. Sounds like Drew, he's a fantasy golf bag. If you haven't signed up for fantasy golf bag, you should go over to fantasygolfbag.com. I assume it's called sign up. I agree. He's got some good stuff. What does he say I'm about you? He said you're smart. Putting. Uh, he he just uh, he is agreeing that. Uh, People kind of get short-term data wrong. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, Especially the short-term stuff is kind of it's scary. Especially that's putting. That's a great point. Like mm. anybody can pop in eighteen holes. I wanted to ask you boys and girls about putting on the old strokes gained six-footer. Got a six-footer, Josh. Do you want it straight? Do you want it downhill? Do you want it uphill? What kind of a six-footer in your life do you want? Uh, I think here's what me personally, I would probably rather take it downhill because oh. I can just, I can just tap it and then just go. I'm a, not a straight, I'm a, foot. I'm a, a straight dog guy. shit putter, Chad. I was going to say, all I have to do is get the club just kind of straight and just let it roll instead of trying to put some muscle into it, like up a hill. Give me that one. Okay. You're a hope putter. I shouldn't have asked you. I'm I should have asked Darwin. Darwin. You want an uphill most of the time, don't you? Or like slide uphill. Good putters want it. Maybe straight, <laughs> flat. Uh, I'm gonna just go with like what most right-handed golfers like: a right to left putt uphill. Um, but personally, it doesn't matter to me because if you're a confident putter, you're nothing scares you, honestly. Yeah, but statistically, it's easier to make a certain kind of putt. And so, therefore, are these stats including the difficulty of the putt? Have we gone to that level? Has, has Mr. Brody figured that part out? I don't think Brody ever figured that out because I don't think he ever had that level of data. But Well, uh, right. No one does, do they? I No, they do. I wouldn't I say know. no one. Well, I one was I know uh, Jay Monahan does. So, what um, are you looking up on on your internet, Darbo? I'm I'm just preparing a shot just to see what your okay. guys' feelings are on well, it. Well, uh, either way, I, I just think that there's certain diff there's difficulties in a, in different shots. Okay, so then the difficulty of the shot needs to be factored in. Maybe they weighed they weighed it like. This was a nine out of a ten, and the ten is a difficult shot. And how about chipping or pitching or over a bunker, over water, under a tree, around a tree? Difficult lie into the rough. How into the rough? Deep that into is, the rough. That is a flaw, and that's that's part of what I was saying of a flaw of using short-term stats is things like that. You just don't Walk you don't know day to day what happened with all those. It hit the flagstick and dropped in. Can we can we can we have the grandma at home? put that into the model so that like it doesn't fuck the data because if the guy was going to end up with triple bogey but he luck boxed into a par somehow it's bullshit like we need to know this that needs the other to thing the here data, it needs to be like no this dude got lucky af 
the the other thing there though the more and you can and maybe there's a certain level to go to that can still be helpful but the more data points you start putting in to a very detailed specific strokes gain situation mm-hmm. the the less data is in there and then the less valuable it will become because then it can just be random okay okay so, okay so, so if you're just talking about you hit it you hit it off the tee and your approach is like behind a tree in tall thick bermuda rough that it's is pivot and <laughs> helping wind hurting and, wind and wind is slightly left to right at 12 like the more data points you start putting in so that's one shot that goes into a bucket no i understand so then liam liam will have those complaints and be like because like our complaints are these complaints that in reality my dad was like oh yeah greens and regulation that means he's the shit and you're like well just because it trickled onto the green 50 feet away i mean might yeah so there's also there's there's improvements to handicapping and we've we've reached this level and so it's as good as it gets for us but i also wanted to ask so the the lie in general is not included there's no like whether it's a deep rough well there's rough and fairways the length of rough no yeah i know or Or where you are or type of grass or yeah darvo brought it up in his video about if you're in the fairway it doesn't take into account if your ball rolls into a dividend correct yeah that's true too do do the strokes gained uh are they discriminatory between the lefty and a right <laughs> no no yeah so this it create it's a creative golf it should be. It that's bullshit matter. that they're not a lefty <laughs> and a righty should different. have different strokes gained <laughs> yeah. why because of the why? difference in uh, approaching the 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 green if the fair if the flags on the right side they have a, it's like they have the opposite of everyone else but that'll not balance necessarily. out over so sometimes they're going to hit a fade and everyone else is hitting a draw on that hole. If they're righty and they're fitting a fade. Well, what, if, what if they hit a draw and the other person hits a fade? Well, I don't care. In general, a lefty and a righty, <laughs> they need to have different approach strokes game. Maybe even putting straight up. I'm not kidding. Like they need to like classify the lefties and the righties. You think they're not going to do that in 20 years from now? Liam's going to be like, of course, do that. But the problem is that our parents bear our parents who are the main people that watch that golf caters to. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. they don't Sad want all this information this is way too much i barely want darbo to explain it to me i'm like just wait so we don't need to know this or like need to know how it works we just need to know there's a number at the end of the line okay cool i'll just look at the number where maybe people want to look at the stats i'm sure of it uh what's your kid's name josh you have a baby He's carson like, carson he's like six months old no four jeez he's not even six months old i know he will 100% be like, feed me every data point. He will. I want under the tree in Bermuda on a roughy day. <laughs> rough, rough, rough. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I think Matt area. Fitzpatrick actually tracks all of that on his own. So then they can, then uh, at least PGA can take the data from Matt Fitzpatrick for himself. Come on, add that into the database. <laughs> Even like I was, good. I was in a bad mood on this shot. Ooh, well, and he hit it good. Uh, no, DJ at the Tournament of Champions. I wrote this down as a driving the the green situation. Darbo, remember that? That was yep. on Darbo. Uh, Here, let's put it on the put it on the screen. I'll show you what that calculation was. Oh, oh sorry, producer. Sorry. You want me to do it? Or you're gonna do it? 
<laughs> what was I forget what that hole was? Four hundred and forty. Let's just say it's four hundred and forty yards. It's it's very yeah, similar it's, to what. Well, because it was elevation or like sea level right. or something. I'm gonna so grab it. So he another. hit it to three feet on the green. His off the tee was two point zero four strokes Ooh. off the tee gaining. If he were to make that shot, uh, Tony, do you have a guess of, of what it would be? If the expected par is 4.08, how many strokes he would gain? It, it's already actually on the screen. Damn it, it is on yeah, it three. Is <laughs> it is three. Yeah, because you, you minus the one from the expected par. Yeah. So... If he would have hole in, you know, got a hole in one, that'd have been amazing. But he hit it like three feet away. He gained two shots just on that one, that one hole. I was gonna ask you about the fringe. What does that count as if you're say six feet from the hole, but you're in the fringe? Fairway. Is that an actual putt fairway? Yeah. So that's goes around, to the, around green. the green. Yep. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. I, you guys want to talk more more problems with these strokes? Yes. Games? I have a I have a question for y'all. Okay. This this guy right here. A big old tree. Does mm. this does this tree affect his approach stat? I know the answer. I'm gonna doubt it. I'm gonna assume the stat doesn't know the tree's there. Stat has no clue. The, the, the stat doesn't the know the just... tree's there unless let's pretend that this guy hit his I'm I'm gonna use 13 of Augusta because it's just the easiest one to use. So let's say he, you know. Slings a nice little draw right behind this. <laughs> what, what program is this? this is what is this? This is cool. <laughs> yeah. This is where I create all my thumbnails, baby. Right here. Oh my God. So let's what say. Are you? Who are you? Give yourself a plug. <laughs> Dude, I do everything. Okay. So let's say he hits it right there. So this is that guy right there. This shot from here, if Shut he up. tries to hit this shot, you know, to the green. And he's successful. Does that tree help affect approach stats? No, no. How could it? What if he has to hit it over here? There's so, a. I have no idea. Is this a par five? What is this? Thirteen. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what. Oh, okay. Oh, then I don't know. Yeah. What if I think? What if he hits it right over here? No idea. So there's a calculation that also goes into play, and this is really weird. This is where it gets really weird. So you pretend there's a cone to the to the green, basically. I'm Who I'm does? making this a little bit bigger. Brody it, does? Brody pretends? Yep. So in this cone right here. Um the cone of shame. Yeah, this We're cone. We're gonna get right to my here, dog soon. If that ball, his approach <laughs> shot, doesn't doesn't go inside this cone. It's called a recovery shot. Okay. Oh. So and it, when we and go it, back, there's a different classification. Yes, there is. So if we go fuck. back to here. Oh my and god, I don't Darby, you're blowing our mind. I don't remember how many yards thirteen is. But let's say that shot that he has left is here. Let's just make it five hundred. He has a two hundred yard shot. He's in the fairway, but he's behind the tree. So it's R. It, huh? So the next shot, he'll be an R. Correct. So what the he hell does that, that do? Is that that mess that that gives him less penalty? Here, I'll show you the difference. So let's say he hits it in the fairway, and and there's no calculation. Actually, let's put it closer. There's no calculation of recovery. 
you see his approach is negative 0.46. Mm -hmm. So if we change this to recovery, oh, it broke. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I know why. I don't have 40 yards in there. So I have to make it 90 or, or, or worse. Oh, well, then change the example, yeah. Yep. So let's – now you guys see it. Do a 600-yard hole. So if, if it was just normal, this doesn't – hold on, guys. I might – this might just be broken because I don't think this should be worse. I agree. It shouldn't, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be worse. It should be better. Okay, well, you're – well, good. Okay, we have, we've given you some homework to do, Garbo. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the calculation, I don't know why. <laughs> I'll have to figure it out. But anyways, so – I will be playing with this model all night. Yeah, let's say that fairway is 0. 0.60. The recovery shot would be like minus 0. 0.44, basically. Oh, okay. So it's not a it's not a giant helpful difference, but it's a helpful difference. No, but you yeah, and so you would go to that chart, right? So 90 yards, 3.74 versus 2.74. So it's an actual stroke difference. A stroke. I, it's almost a penalty. Josh, am I getting that right? It, maybe it is minus. Is it minus? It, it shouldn't be a minus on the approach. I think it hurts. I think it hurts off the tee. No, it shouldn't hurt off the tee. Mm -mm. Hold on. It's definitely not off the tee. I know what it is, guys. I'm stupid. So this has to oh, be. Oh, yeah, it recovery. is off the tee. It hurts off the tee. Yeah. yeah. So he, he hit it to recovery. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, it's off the tee. Okay. So we are. So we, are we go experts, from. Are we still hashtag not experts? <laughs> No, it just it took us a while. I haven't I haven't done this. Like I haven't uh, talked it through. So like, who would ever right. do this? Okay, yeah. That lie obviously isn't fairway. It's recovery. So he's uh, oh. in recovery because his next yeah. shot. That Here he comes to save the day. His name is Drew Matthews. Yep. Do you so, not look at the screen? I just put that up on the screen a second. <laughs> Sorry, Brewster. I'm not. I'm looking okay. at the notes. I'm barely. Thank you, thank you, Drew. But yes, thank his you, lie Drew. Is, his lie is now recovery. So you can see how it changes his approach shot. So minus 0. 0.6 because 90 yards, you know, like only hitting 110 yards sure. isn't very good. But his lie, if it was recovery, changes. Whoa. All right. Okay. Interesting. It's an actual positive. So that's now, way more than what we thought. Okay. Good. There's actually good a second a second piece to that. Well, how, how is a recovery shot classified? Who's doing that? It, okay, so we we just talked about it, right? It, it is, you have the cone, the cone of shame that we called it. Correct. Brady's cone of shame. Brody's. So your approach shot from this area has to go within here, and it's 14 degrees, I believe, is the the offline shot. So okay. the ball has to be within oh. 14, 14 degrees Weird. from... The, the the intended target. Cool. So if they shank it, they could call it a recovery. Technically, yes. That is because a shank would go off here somewhere, right? Another flaw with strokes game I never even knew about. This is crazy. Just well, hold on. Pros don't shake it a ton, though. No, no. Hardly ever. Well, we we gotta see be helpful it. To that. I don't know if we I see it, but it doesn't happen. I'm just kidding. Didn't know. watch Adam Shank today, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about a shank, anyways. No, I like, didn't. 
he <laughs> instead of it taking one approach shot to get to the green, it's going to take two. So it's going to hurt them regardless. But yeah, it would be a recovery in the beginning, but then it'll you know, hurt combine the two approach stats, and it's not going to. Well, you'll probably miss the putt. It'll hurt him on putting. It'll hurt him everywhere. So you almost and that really would lose stroking really... total Should... as well. Yeah, like well, would that would... change? I couldn't remember what the strokes gain total was from the strokes gain total, including everything. Yeah. So yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. So it... we should be looking at strokes gain total overall because it really does help take out the outlier outliers of everything so the other thing to go with this not only do you have to consider the cone of shame but if it doesn't reach this threshold of 40 percent of the distance that's the other piece to it or it has to it has to do less than 40 percent of the distance it would have to do less than 40 percent. so it would have to be somewhere in you know here or here but if you if you were to hit it right here that wouldn't be considered a recovery because you're Jeez. within okay. the right. cone of shame and you are past that 40% to the distance to the mm -hmm. hole. Gotcha. Crazy. How do you know this? How did you know that? Just reading. Google. Just knowing. <laughs> what a recovery. By the way, all of this that we just went through is exactly the reason I said well, you have to be careful with what you're looking at for very short-term stats because this specific example can skew all of the strokes gain stats for the person i just for just one hole it can skew the whole thing so you here's a this good. example is perfect you if this I, happens you have to know that this happened and consider that if you're going to use strokes gain for one or two or three or four rounds correct and there's more ways that things can be skewed listen to this way that i heard from pat mayo's podcast at, at one point <clears throat> golfers are good but then they're bad you can accumulate more good stats than you can bad, I think, because if you are bad, you may miss the cut, and they're not giving you those two other rounds to accumulate bad stats. So a golfer may have good stats in February and March, start playing poorly in April, and then all of his good rounds are calculated there, and then you're ready to play him, but then he starts missing cuts. But his stats are still good. So we have the trends that – can sometimes be skewed by the fact that they're not, it's not so, the stats aren't so quick to say, this guy's bad. I don't know if that's, because there's only two rounds of being bad. Have you ever thought well, of that? Well, I, I, I that just kind of depends how how you're looking at the stats, obviously. If you're, yeah, if, if you're looking at the last four rounds and the last four rounds somebody played and they were, they missed the cut in two tournaments, then... Sure. Yeah, so, well, I'm just saying they were good. They were good. They were good. And they're bad. Only two tournaments they were bad, but there are eight tournaments that are good. And you're looking over the last oh, 30, 50 if rounds. Or bad, then, yeah, you're looking yeah, at Yeah, you're going to not notice the. Bad. So they should ultimately, you could try, if you wanted to build a website and you want to make a million dollars, build it to weight the tournaments as they get further away, they fall off in, in your you know, caring of that tournament. Cause like last week's more important than seven weeks ago or 13 weeks ago. But some people use all of this as if it's a way to the same. I don't know if that's smart or stupid. Well, so why, why do you think last week is more important than the week before? That if we're trying to predict what's going to affect the next week, 
I clearly think that something that 13 weeks ago is not as important to the data as what was well, a day ago. Well, Look at Chess and Hadley and JT. Wait a second. Wait, I got, wait a second. I got an example for you. So Colin Morikawa is going around saying, I don't know how to hit a fade anymore. <laughs> so yeah. people are looking at his stats for two weeks, and he's out basically on the golf course saying, I don't fucking know how to hit my good shot. Yeah. So, so you're saying that <laughs> another reason why should we even consider wait, strokes gained at all? Because wait, let me are... finish my damn story, Chad. <laughs> so you're saying, oh well, his last two tournaments he played, he's hitting a draw that he's never hit ever. We're gonna look at that and care about that for the next tournament, rather than assuming that an elite ball striker isn't gonna be able to figure it out and get back to how he was playing from. Did he play ago. well? He's bad. So then we would have learned that he's bad and not played him and then been fine. We got the fade back now. So. We got lucky and we faded Morikawa and it was good. <laughs> so I I have one more example to talk about. Good. And it's, okay. it's in a real Get life back example. back on track here. Thanks, teacher. Webb Simpson. I remember this clearly because I remember Pat Mayo talking about how bad Webb's approach game was. And oh. he came across something very similar to what this guy ended up happening so oh, kind of what drew Webb did what drew matthews was was talking about so this would normally hurt you off the tee but what happens if the golfer is able to hit it past that 40 percent by accident almost yeah, and okay. he hits it within the cone what happens uh -huh. then it's it's called it's counted as an approach stat and it's also it just ruins him yeah his off the tee stat doesn't get hurt it it, it it hits it hurts his approach so now okay. it looks something like this where he's got minus 1.81 before he even hits his next shot into the green Oof. so he he did that and he it was during the waste management open i think two years ago so it was like his approach stat was really bad for that tournament now it's one shot right it's one shot i think he made the weekend so he had four rounds of golf to improve his approach stats but you know this is a pretty big hit to his approach mm -hmm. so if he was just normal during that entire round he's going to have a negative round or a negative tournament that day or for that year at the waste management open now compound that with he did the same thing at the tournament of champions and those were his his only two events that he had played pat mayo during the next week that or the either next so week he has so, so to summarize he has two bad holes in essentially yes in in what like in a two 72 hole stretch yeah exactly well it was two 72 hole you know stretches but did he, he make the cut well the first one tournament champions is not a cut. There is no cut. oh okay okay so then he would have he'd over have 100 holes he's like 100 holes he's had two bad holes and 100 holes and and webb simpson uh during the waste management open i think made it on the on the button like made the cut on the number okay so his approach stats look really bad. Now we all know Webb not to be a bad approach golfer, but the sentiment from everybody was like, "Yeah, Webb's really struggling with his irons now." <laughs> he lost. He's lost it, is what people because, said. Because he people, lost it. right? Because people are looking at his short-term strokes gain stats and are like, "Whoa, Webb is in the negative. This is two two tournaments in a row. He's in the negative." So I would say don't play Webb until he fixes his irons. His irons were never broken. It was his driver that screwed him. Like it, it happened twice, and, and it happened only two holes. 
So when when are we going to be able to on Mayo's affiliated site use the stroke gain and then pluck out those two holes and just say get those data those data points out? Delete I them. think Rick Run Good is probably the going to be the first. He's the person. next person to do that. I think he's going to be the first person to do that. Where you oh, can because we want that because we know golfers also give up, they quit. Or oh, yeah, they're in point. or out that's of contention, point. boys and girls. If you're in contention, you're going to play differently than you're if you're out of contention. And this is my other gripe with the strokes game, where Bubba is joking around, laughing it up, slinging shit in and out of holes, and then we're supposed to use Bubba's strokes game against him later or for him later. Like, come on, dude, he was out of it. He didn't give a fuck. There's happen. This happens all the time. And or you got you know, guy. A guy, any guy, two back, three back, with a couple holes to play. You think he's playing the same as the dude who is in DFL? I don't think they're playing the same. I think they're playing different games. You're going for birdies or you're not or you are or whatever. I don't think that everyone plays the same sh- every shot the same intensity. I think there's different circumstances. So can we can we factor in circumstances? Can we say can we add that to the level of difficulty like in contention is part of the weighted system? Is my I know my dad will never know how to calculate that, but maybe Carson. The I mean the, again where this is what I said earlier, the the more th- so you're just listing off a thousand fucking things there. <laughs> Could be flaws with strokes gain. So again, the more, the more you put into all this, the less valuable it's going to be down the road. Because thanks, then it, Dr- that- Jeff Brody or whoever you are. I understand that. I understand. Okay, I understand. I'm being a, a, a dick. Clearly, <laughs> the, the system is what it is, and we can only do so much with the data. The data, right. guys. We- you can. And Chad, to be honest, some of the things you're saying, we can. We can probably build in and we'll make it valuable, but there's a eventually there's a line that's better. crossed where you start bringing in too much, and then now it's a, a lot of randomness. So, there, I agree. It's hard to I say agree. how far you go. Do we just go to? I want to know how long the rough was and put that into the data. Is that how far we go? Do we go as far as you're saying to say rough wind, left-handed player, left-handed, <laughs> right-handed flag, in contention? How there's how far do we go? I want to go there. That's what the NFL is doing. The NFL has that data for years and years. MLB has that data. Where's golf? Golf's late to the game. Golf's fucking us over. And they're making us look at, I mean, we were looking at total putts like idiots for years. We're looking at greens and regulation. Now we at least have Darbo creating a spreadsheet behind us. I don't even know what the hell. We should have just, I think we screwed up. We should have just had our guy Drew Matthews just come join us. Well, of course, we should have for sure. You know what we should have did? We should have had Drew Matthews on here and had you just off to the side watching. Not even <laughs> talking? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about regression? There's some people that have spikes in performances that are not sustainable. People have great rounds that are aided by luck or by skewed stats. That's kind of what we were getting to. What about people? Oh, yeah, give up. I already said that one. Uh what about guys who break their putter? <laughs> that, is, that is that's actually a thing that uh, maybe, maybe Darbo should comment on it. But it is in Darbo's video that he he said the if you're on the green, as long as you're on the green, doesn't matter what club you use, 
So yeah, if you're using like if you're using three, three wood on the green, it's still a putt. If you're if you're on the what the fuck tournament is that where they got the bunker in the middle of the fucking green and they miss short and they got to chip it, that's still a putt because they're on the green. It's true. Uh, okay, well, Jordan, uh, Jordan Spieth did that one. He had a really tough putt. I can't remember what tournament it was, and he hit it off of the green and then had to chip up. Like, that putt was impossible, and he's going to get he, – he was going to get hurt no matter what. I don't think it was a, a putt that he could actually get close to the hole. What he would have had to have done is almost like a recovery putt to hit it to the middle of the green and and try to th- – you know, basically two-putt from there, so he would, norm- would three-putt. But his approach stat – that's a really good one to uh, to use. That green was shaped in such a weird a weird way. Like I think if I were to draw it out really quickly, um, hell yeah, back to Microsoft Paint, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so like that that green was like this. What in the hell are we talking about? Look at Darbo. Holy shit! What? That was a great. That was wow. that was an A plus connection at the end there. If you guys are not on YouTube and you're on uh, the iTunes at this point, Darbo has pulled up Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> he's making a, a hole. So he's doing. Jordan Jordan Spieth had a putt like this where his ball was right here. Oh, and he yeah. he tried going over this little ridge. Here. Oh yeah. But this was all downhill. So his ball ended up over here. Like him having to hit this putt was ridiculous because everything was breaking this way. There was there was no way he was getting this close unless he chipped it. So then he's ruined forever. His putting looks really, really bad because that's bullshit. he, He goes from on the green to off the green and he had a further approach stat than he had putting. So yeah, I guess if okay. I were to throw that in here, just to show you guys what that looks like. Look at me nerd out. This is fun. <laughs> Darbo nerd out. Congratulations, yeah. Darbo. We've given you a platform to nerd out. Let's, let's say he hits at 30, you know, 30 feet from the green, and then he finishes 30, uh, let's go 20. 20 yards in the fairway. Oh, it's not going to, huh. it's not, it's not adjusting that. Oh my God! Oh wait, wait, wait! I don't have twenty yards. That's fine. Uh, let me check my well, chart. Well, your your database is incomplete. It's broken. Broken. Maybe it just doesn't go backwards. Maybe it doesn't allow me to go. Well, yeah. okay. Here's the truth. But there's another thing. How do we use these stats to predict? future athlete performance what stats lead to answers can people use strokes quoted. gained uh golf shots um to help them like they can in nfl and the mlb and the nba <laughs> tony uh we know <laughs> strokes gained golf shots can only get us so far correct it's incomplete I mean, it definitely is, and the stats are, as we've talked about for the last hour, certainly flawed. So then what's the best one to use? Because uh, Drew Matthews is over here telling us that he's recommending tee to green, which makes sense because putting is variant, so you want to use everything but putting. I've almost removed putting from my process altogether. Why would you remove putting? 
because it's so random chad yeah. like it's even the good putters like suck this week or like a bad putter just <laughs> randomly pops like it doesn't matter like, it, it i mean it matters but it's like it's so unpredictable that i've all i'm not it's not completely out of my process but it's definitely becoming smaller and smaller <laughs> this guy does suck the, the interesting <laughs> is uh, strokes game putting too is it can the the strokes gained for putting can kind of get squeezed because whatever score you make on a hole if you gain a whole bunch off the tee and then gain a whole bunch on approach there's only there's only a small sliver left for the putter so mm-hmm. you can it can the putting stack can kind of get squeezed out to just kind of be a filler so it don't sometimes it doesn't even tell you the answer really it's just kind of a filler stack because it's the last thing that happened yeah, like um, we were saying earlier, like if you were in the fringe or those courses where you can putt from like thirty yards away from the hole or whatever, like those are actually around the green stats. Right, and you can put it to five feet, bang it in, you're going to gain a ton of strokes putting, but you're still two putting. I think the you can use your eyeballs. You yeah, I think you can use your eyeballs to determine who is a good putter and who's not a good putter. Mm-hmm. I think you're like. Sorry, I was just saying, we can watch Will Zalatoris and his nasty putting stroke and just know that he's just not ever going to be a good putter. We don't have to look at stats and tell you well, that. He's never going to be a good putter within six feet. Outside right, of six exactly. feet, he's fine. He's very good, yeah. Right, yeah, short putts is what I meant. Yeah, I think there are four different types of putters, and, and Drew Matthews could probably back me up. And, and just all of us as golfers, you've got guys who can read putts really well, and have great technique hitting the putter, like hitting the ball. So that's number one. Number two is you got guys who can read the putts really well, but have a really bad technique. Then you've got guys who can't read putts and have good technique. And then you've got guys who are not good with technique and can't read a putt. <laughs> Chad, Chad, which one do you think I am of those four? <laughs> You've seen me putt think, a handful of times now. I don't think you can read a putt. And I correct. I cannot. don't know if you are technically able to hit a putt. So we're <laughs> in that shit category over there in the corner. Yeah. Last year, uh, Josh would be on the tour if he could fucking hit it like uh, Mackenzie Hughes or JT Poston today. Uh, who else is good? Um, we don't know who's good. Where do you even get these stats, man? How do I calculate these stats and, ca- and, and buy them? Can you buy them or do you own them? Darbo, did you download them like legally? Like, how do you do? You scrape this shit from the internet, Tony? Do you pay for stats? Would you pay, Tony? Are you paying? <laughs> I'm a sub the data golf. Yeah, people got to You yeah, almost got to pay. But I'm not. I use. I like the simulations on data golf a lot. More what does that mean? They, can you simulate? They they simulate the tournaments like X amount of times, like ten thousand mm-hmm. times or whatever, and then they give you the results of. So data golf won this tournament so many times. Data golf, like they're like overall, I think consensus wise, the king of data. They move the market. I mean, you say what you want about it, like whether it's all the subs betting, but when those numbers come up within an hour, they're gone. You've got to bet them pretty quick. So I mean, either they have a ton of subs and people are betting them, or what day is that? It's Mondays. Like you know, they they post on their website. It comes up like. Two Eastern or whatever time into the day it moves or whatever. The oh yeah, they really do. Like if someone they have a value on a golfer that's say fifty to one, if you go back an hour after that, it'll probably be thirty-five to one. Like, huh. it's been, 
Turbo, for real though, like you got the internet helping you get these stats, and then can you get them for I, free? I don't want to divulge. No, I no, get. but you can get them for free if you're smart. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. And and you, I actually had to create a whole spreadsheet to put this the the strokes gained in the proper positions that I would like it. Because if you copy and paste from some of these websites, it comes out really weird. So I I created a spreadsheet to fill that in the proper way. So yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. Let's put it that way. But you can. You can copy it off of certain websites. Okay. <laughs> and then Oh hey, hold on. I'll do a, I'll do a plug. Advanced yeah. analytics on Twitter. You oh yeah, actually, yeah. We we talked about this. You and me back in the. You can go to their website and and download the raw data, but there are a couple events that are extremely wrong, um, and you have to omit that data. You have to first find it, and then omit it because it's it's very very wrong. Um, but I think. Dating back to 2015, there's really only like four to six events that you actually you just get out of there, and from there, then it's accurate. It's it's good. So, okay, that's a free place, and they allow it. They even say it's a free download. So, hmm. I yeah. can I can plug that one without maybe getting in trouble. But what's the word? What's the, is it? Still have to know how to use it. Yeah, it's a website. Uh, advanced analytics on Twitter. Okay. Go, go there and then well. it'll it'll give you to a, a website where you can download it. I would tell you if you're going to make decisions using stats to use the ball striking stat. I suppose it's kind of like T to green in a way. Mm-hmm. So then if you're yeah. using ball striking, we can talk about that. We can talk about models one day. Should we talk about making models on a podcast? Because that could be a whole different fucking thing. Uh, I got a model. People use models terribly well. That I love digital models. Like I don't, I know that, and I don't even make models. I know that people are idiots, and they're like, "I'm going to use ball striking approach and off the tee," and you're like, "Hmm." That's literally just golf. So <laughs> your model is just people playing golf, man. Yeah. So then, but- <laughs> you might actually, if you're doing that, you might as well just use strokes gain total. Do you do you have a predict? Is any stat in golf predictive? Like overall, like is there one that you go to that you're like, uh, I can't not use this stat, Tony? Depends on the course for me, really. Like I look at the specific courses that you'll need off the tee, or you'll need approach, or you'll need around. So the it green. doesn't matter every week. Like we used to it hear changes week to week. I wouldn't say it approach. doesn't matter. Stroke skin approach is sticky. That'll that'll it stay is. with you. What about you, I mean, Darmo? There hitting... a, there's a stat that you use every week? Or what were you going to say, Tony? No, no. You go ahead. I mean, if you're hitting it the five feet everywhere, you're going to be – your stats are going to be through the roof for you winning tournaments anyway. So it's all relative. Like, it's the same – it's it's all the same then. So, like, if you putt well, of course, then you win. Or if you hit approach as well, then, of course, you win. Or if you, but, but then nothing shows who's going to putt well, who's going to have it approach well. Typically, it's not as easy to calculate as who's going to have the most carries against a shitty defensive line, and they're going to have more goal line opportunities because of X, Y, and Z. Those things, or LeBron James is going to have 41 minutes, 36 
chances at opportunities and are like there's math that are happening in those sports that cannot happen in golf right Darby? No, that's a sample size thing too i think like yeah. how many shots from 200 yards do you have in a it's like five three total. months yeah right. exactly yeah. like yeah. you're taking your stats from that like that's such a small sample yeah he makes free throws he's having 12 a game like you get, a, exactly. you get an idea how many he's gonna make it's gonna be obvious yeah. But like, and, and the have stats five, we have, we have how many five footers every tournament? Four, right. six. Well, no, no is, probably more than that. But so here's a, a here's example. A thing. Like, Shut up, Josh. I I like what Josh is doing with his model when it comes to trying to oh. figure figure Fucking out. Thank you. Well, I have a model, but, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> but there's a little bit more that we need to do with Josh's model. That's, yes, that's agreed. Like, Hello, don't get Jagoshkushki in there, Jagowski. Oh, relax. Jagowski. Get okay, the fuck on. out of here with that. Settle or Wolfie, down. you ruined a couple of my lineups in my seventy-five. God damn it! I, I'm going with your Jagoshkushki and Wolfie. God. Yeah, it all comes yes, with time. Sorry. Like if we had more time to analyze every single golf course to try to figure out where players would normally hit the ball, then we would understand. It would be way more predictive that way. But you still have to realize it's golf, and although these guys are pros, they're going to miss it here and there just a little bit, where when they are trying to cut around a corner, oops, we overcut it, and now we're in the trees, and now we have to find a recovery shot from there to whatever. Like, it's no one is perfect at this game. So, but the best, I think the best way to predict it is you would go hole by hole, golfer by golfer, and plot out where you think they're going to hit the golf ball and then figure out based off of like what Josh is doing, putting them in those yardage categories of trying to figure out, you know, how great they are. How how successful are they from those buckets? But I I called Josh out during the Canadian open and I was like, where's Rory? And and he goes, well, because he has four shots that he's hitting at 200 yards, he's going to be bad. And it's like, Okay, well, that 200-yard bucket is probably only consisting of par four, you know, scoring. Mostly. And so, so therefore, yeah, par four scoring for Rory at that extent doesn't look good. But what if those are par fives? That's where those buckets are hard to determine from 200 yards and out. What what that's going to be. So Jish Swish Model 2.0 is coming soon? Oh God! If, if I could have time to do that, or yeah. if Josh got oh, paid, you know, you like get time, find time. And by the way, there's also a, a problem with it. So the I'm you, I'm doing kind of well. I'm doing exactly what Eric's. I'm taking every golfer. I look at every hole and I'll say like, there is water here. They are not hitting it more than 240 yards. But you're generalizing so everybody, right? You're, what's you're, that? You're generalizing everybody. So like, mostly generalized. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not going to the, like, I'm going to every golfer, but I'm, I'm saying like, there's this hole here. It's impossible to hit it more than 240 yards. They're all going to hit it between 240 and 250. This is going to be the approach left wrong, but problem going back to that. The, the problem is again, I'm just doing it based on the scorecard yardage. So if the, if the scorecard says it's 440 yards, that's what I'm going based off of unless I can see from prior years that they just blatantly say it's 440 yards and they just play it from 400. But most of the time in every golf tournament, four rounds, they move the tee boxes around. So that, and there's, 
some tournaments there's like big movements. They'll play one from 440 and then they'll on one day and another day they'll play it from like 395. So that's and if they do that more than once throughout the four days, I mean that that matters based on how well they approach from what general areas. So yeah, yeah, and then and then you, if you want to talk round by round even there's weather to take into consideration. There's we know that the later in the day it gets, the harder it is to score, especially on certain grass surfaces because of how Basically bumpy it everywhere. Is. Yeah. So there's way more that can go into it. If you really want to get deep into how to predict how people will score, you need way more detail than just what I'm currently doing is distance from the scorecard, where it gets to, where they approach from. You need more detail if you want to be really so, really so we're we're at like we're at a level where my dad was was playing fantasy football in 1989 and you know you only get what you get and they're it's it is rudimentary but they think they can predict it versus today so we're talking 24 years it's like tw- imagine 24 years from now my son is 29 years old he is going to have he's gonna <laughs> the data like he's gonna love it <laughs> It's going to be insane. Putting is another – if he putted too well, I wanted to ask you guys. If he putts too well, that has been a predictor of don't don't take him the next week, right, kind of thing. Like putting – that that's the, not even true. Hold on. This is, this that is seems to be a most, the most predictive thing ever. Here's like, a great thing fuck, to, he putted too well. to include is what Drew brought up maybe 10 minutes ago is – Okay, tell us what Drew said. If you're – Considering putting stats, you should look at approach stats. If the approach stats are really bad and the putting stats are really good, oh. you can you can remove yeah. that from from your mind because that is mostly luck. But let's say his his approach stats were in the plus, like plus two for the tournament, okay. and then okay. his putting was like plus two or whatever. Hmm. Maybe you look at that and say, well, he had close approach shots. So he's making those putts. So when he puts himself in uh, an opportunistic state or whatever, he's giving himself good looks for birdie putts. That's what you'd want to. That's what you would actually look at then for putting. But like Jordan Spieth, when he has negative three shots approach, you don't want to be looking at his putting stats for that week because it's going to be like six game or six strokes gained approach on putting. Yeah, no, you see the correlation of the stats because you see sometimes Correct. they're around the green, they're amazing around the green. It's because they're shitty on approach or they're really Correct. good on approach and they're shitty around the green. And those typically go in hand in hand where they're never really good around the green and around the approach. That's not possible almost. So, yeah, you're right. right. There's stuff that's correlated and that's like, so, again, why? Blanket. You know, stats in golf, I have – I've always loved to be the guy that's like, please hesitate from using these to predict. But there's ways to predict. Ball strikers, ball strikers, striking the ball. You're probably good at golf overall. So, you you know, I've done the narratives. I've seen that the ball striker lineups consistently do decently. Uh, If it's a longer course, the long rough is going to ruin people. Get guys that have off the tee stats or long driving distance because they ultimately have a, f- a faster swing speed. Where is this going to be factored in? Swing speed. 
that's that's more important to me sometimes than actual distance off the tee because the swing speed that dictates how you're going to do with your irons right or am i well well that's part of it so you'll if you're in the thicker rough then yeah if your swing speed's higher in theory you would think you're a little stronger or you have an eight iron instead of a six iron because you're swinging the eight iron so fucking fast that is actually the situation especially on the longer courses even if you make it into the rough you want the guy that's hitting the nine iron into the green versus the seven iron and we, we will always hear people that are saying, well, they grew the rough up a little bit and they narrowed the fairways a little bit. So you need the accuracy, guys. Not true, because if you just do the math over 72 holes, for the most part, the most accurate guys in the tournament and the least accurate guys in the tournament, it's like four holes that they miss or make more fair. Like That's one fairway around. Yeah, it's it's really close to like one so fairway they're, around. They're they're like that's yes, everybody. Work. That's the best part. Is they're like, oh well, Kevin Kisner will, and Brian Harmon will be in the fairway. Ches Reeves will be in the fairway all the time. Well, it's like they'll be in the fairway fourteen times, and our guy Wise will be in the fairway twelve. But the two times that Wise is in the rough, he'll have hundred and sixty yards from the rough. Exactly. But the one time that Kisner's in the rough, he'll have two hundred yards. It'll ruin his round. He'll play well. Exactly. You, so there's stuff yeah. that, do you agree with that, Darvo? Is that dumb to think of? No, that's because you want swing speed. Swing speed is more important. Well, that's sometimes. what Josh, yeah, that's what Josh and I like. That's what we were talking about before we actually had an after show. Was like your 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 max potential is based off your swing speed. Like swing you're going to be able to access, you you're going to be able to access more shots, and that is really where it really comes down to is as access like. And I'm including that nine iron moonshot, you know, the ball that goes way up in the stratosphere and lands super yes. soft. No matter what, that's a yes, shot that's that more important. That's a shot that Ches Reeby can't hit. No, it's a shot Brad Snedeker can't. can't hit. Do you know? Uh, do you know how people's Don't minds get fucked over this? Because they go out as fifteen handicaps. All these people, and they got there's a 15 handicap out there that's got a swing speed of 130, and he's playing with his buddy who's got a swing speed of like 110. And the 110 swing speed guy is watching his buddy smash that thing into the woods every other hole. <laughs> and then they're coming to the internet and saying, Well, this, well, these pros they swing so fast, they're just gonna hit it into the woods all the time because he just watched his buddy who swings it that fast mash it into the woods. All the time. <laughs> it's yet. We got to be careful. Again, I say I have said this a bunch. Of we got to be careful comparing ourselves, who are dog shit at golf. Even some of us that are relatively but good practice a lot and have lessons and stuff. Yeah, yeah they're still. Talking. We got to be careful comparing ourselves to the pros because they're, in most cases, other than like driving distance, they are not far off of each other. Driving accuracy is one. Even like a like hitting the ball onto the green, they a lot of them are really close to each other. Scoring averages all really close. So we got we got to be we got to be careful when we go out to the course and watch our buddy smash it in the woods and say, "Oh, well, Bryson's gonna hit it into the woods a thousand times because he swings it so fast." Well, no, he's not. He actually hits it pretty straight for the most part. It's a good point because yeah. when Chad brings up, "How am I gonna explain this to my dad?" That's exactly how my dad thinks. Is like Bryson's never gonna keep it in the fairway. Well, to, to Josh's point, well, yeah, he, he hit two less fairways than 
Ches Reeve. I'm just going to keep using Ches Reeve as what an accurate guy. That's the one, yeah. Uh, but Bryson gained like 13,000 strokes gained off the T stats <laughs> over Ches Reeve. And he, he had a 20 yard, the, the picture behind Josh, he had like a 30 yard approach shot for double eagle, Albatross, sorry, for Albatross. That's something Ches Reeve can't do. That's something. Uh, 80% of the golf well actually 90% of the golfers on tour can't do so or what happens is that Bryson is tapping in for par whereas Chez is sweating over a five-footer that is more than likely than not true for his yeah part. I mean absolutely uh smaller greens I've heard if if it's smaller greens you lean around the green guys is that typically true or is that a false narrative why it's is smaller greens as well what happened that, that's a hard one to get to as well. Another one to get to? Well, oh, guys oh. who are hitting, who are crazy on their approach and knocking everything to 10 feet, doesn't matter how small the green is. Like the around, like. In theory, absolutely. That's absolutely right. But like your around the green stats, the guys that are good at it are missing the green on their approach yep. stats. So why would we really want to be rostering those guys that are really good around the green unless. This is what Rick Rungood talks about. Some of these stats are really skewed because, you know, let's say Rory's on a heater and he only hits two bad approach shots during a round of, or during a tournament and he chips in both times, you know, around the green. Now his around the green stats are phenomenal. And like, I mean, Rory is a good example of his two around the green stats. Maybe that's a bad example. Let's, let's use Ches Reeve again. Ches Reeve hits, hits the green 14 out of 18 times. The four times he misses, he chips in twice and he puts something close to like two feet. Hmm. You know, like now Ches Reeve's really good around the green. We should play him at Pebble. But to all of our points right there, you still want the guy who hits the ball the furthest because he's still going to give you the more opportunity or the most opportunities to make birdie. Where but even on tighter green, fairways? Oh my gosh, Darbo! What? It's a tight fairway. But the fairways are—they're they're small fairways, man. Bryce will yeah, never hit them. You're right. Small fairways, still 80 yards in the rough is better than 140 yards in the rough. There you go. Crazy, right? Josh has said that for years. Uh, <laughs> this has been a decent conversation. It's been an hour and a half long. I mean, we've had pretty—we've kind of covered the the old gauntlet. Uh, we're about to start the after show. Anyone else want to say anything? Tony, you got anything else about strokes gain you want to get off your chest? Because I think I, I was giving my gripes. I've given enough gripes. I just think that be careful. Yeah. It's not the end all be all. Anybody who's just taking complete recent form, you're you're doing it wrong. Yep. You're doing yourself it's a disservice. It's all part of the process. Blended it's process. a piece of the puzzle. That's exactly a great way to put it. Like, what about Chad, you, you take this here, you take this here. What'd you say, Josh? Your brain just fried from trying to take in all this data. <laughs> the first part of it, I was a little like it was grinding. I, I was a little nervous about you. It kind of feels like your your brain. Is, you drink too many beers before we started. That was a problem too. I only got three on your on your wall back there. You got to add more. To yeah, that. there's three in the recycling, and I got to go grab another one. So play the music <laughs> while I run and grab another one. Because we're doing the after show. Who's playing the? I don't know if I can do it after show.
Hey, I think we need to give some some major props to Drew for being in this chat almost the entire video. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, I'm. I. I. I sent a message in there. I said I was sad. I didn't just ask him to come talk because this is right up his fucking alley. I was. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Drew, are you camera ready right now? If he can come on, he can come on. I got to go yeah. check on my dog, who we'll talk about in a second. This will be uh, a great the, after show if Drew wants to get on. The after yeah. show could include more conversation about strokes gained, could include a dog update. Could oh, here we go. The 4th of July plan. We're also recapping round two or round one of the live, potentially showdowning round one. We got the stages of life. Oh, I have that. <laughs> that is a topic. <laughs> it's um, not 35. I have, a, I have also kids? in the notes that I've been trying to get to for a while that how society is stupid um, and why. God, I Check out my society. shirt. Look at that shirt. Best Dad ah, by well Par. Made. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> nice one. Um, did you guys. My wife got it for me. Jensen's uh, we did okay. Here. I'm We're good. We, we had fun. We talked about strokes. We had a good time. I did. I've been wanting to do this. Tell him to come on. Oh, he can't tonight. Damn it. But we'll bring Drew on again. We've, we're an open bar, Drew. Anytime. Yeah. We love Drew. I feel like... Thanks for having me, lads. It's so late. I got to take off. I can't yeah, do the after show. Thanks to gotta, listen to it Darbo, we, we talked about this before you got here. To get to <laughs> Tony's uh, time zone, you got to add two and a half hours. I believe There's it. There's a half hour in there. Yeah, I believe it. Twelve forty-one. Right Doesn't that blow your brain? No, because you also have to what? add a half hour for India too, and I work with a lot of Indians for my job. So. Oh, so you're you're used to it. Yeah. Before today, I didn't realize that there were time zones that were in the thirty-minute mark. I just thought mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. Oh, Steve. Steve, what time is it there? Are you on a thirty? So is it? Uh, is it twelve thirty? <laughs> See you, Tony. Thanks Bye, Tony. Out. Take it easy, guys. It was Until fun. Next time. next time. What time is it in Thailand? That's what I really... This is what I really want to know. What time is it in Thailand? I, I was my, my, when he told me, he go, he gets on and he goes, yeah, it's really late. Uh, it's really late here. And I'm like, well, what time is it? He goes, it's 11. And I go, what do you mean? Like, or he, yeah, because it was like 830. He goes, it's 11. I, I like... You mean eleven thirty or ten thirty? He goes, no, eleven. <laughs> like that will bro, that blows my brain. I don't know how you like got it in the middle there. Apparently, it's just like a Newfoundland thing and like a like a random island somewhere. Yeah, that's wild. But you knew about it, so I guess I'm the fucking stupid one. Uh, I think my last two jobs I've had to deal with time zones, so I that's the only reason I would have known by, uh, because of it. So I feel like the pod went well, but I think like anything with explaining a very large scale thing, there was a lot of uh, maybe overlapping and and not like concise to the point, you know, remarks. But maybe all in all, I think it was it was pretty good. I, I wish my my calculator I, I had included everything, but there were a couple things that it was fine. It doesn't go backwards. That's that's the issues. So it's not going to go from you know like on the green to a recovery or a. That's why I couldn't do the Jordan Spieth thing. I can just say that it guarantee happens because so I use Arcos for all my stuff and I. So 
you are supposed to have like the little sensors in your clubs. Either they like come in the grip or you screw them on. And for the putters, usually they just send you one that you screw in and into the top. I have but one of those, by the way. You have Arcos? Yeah. Okay, so you get it. I haven't put it in my clubs yet, but I have it. Okay, so you, you kind of get it. So I have Arco. I have the sensors in all my grips, um, but I didn't put it in the putter because it looks really stupid, and like it feels like it messes up the weight of the putter a little bit, so I didn't put it in. So after the um, after every round I play, I just go in and put in all my putts, and doing it on my phone with my fucking fat fingers. Sometimes I'll put it in, but the the putt will go in before the chip for some reason. So my stats will be a little skewed because it'll look like I putted it off the green and then chipped it in. So I, you were saying it in my brain. I'm like, well, I've just seen that on my app, so I know that happens. Um, yeah. But so anyways, 10-12 on Friday. A full half day ahead oh, of us. Wow. Where is That's he? Wild. Holy shit, he's from Fuck It? Oh, my God. Uh, We got my dog here. So this is the dog. So we lost some teeth? What? Yeah, I mean, you can't really see the front teeth are gone for sure. Okay, so the the thing you had today was was for her teeth, right? (laughs) That's what you said. I think you said, like, last week or so you had to bring her in to do the teeth thing, and you're like, my God, this is going to cost me a zillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Then you did more. Is that what happened? Well, okay. So we, that's what we want to get to first is the dog thing. Well, we've already been we've been talking, but now you yeah, brought the so dog. The in dog the thing. Okay. We were talking about time zones for a few minutes. So the, the truth. Uh, my dog had, uh, you know, we got three kids over here, and it's a little bit busy with this move. So I'm not I'm not totally like focused on this dog. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but one day, recently, within the last three weeks, I've rubbed the belly, and I've discovered a bulge, like a little bulge, little spot. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" So, so I thought immediately that it was a sock. You know, like we discovered the sock was half eaten. We're kind of thinking it's a sock. So then immediately, I'm like, "It's a sock." I'm like, God damn it! So then. But I then I so I call. This is what happened: is I call, or I'm trying to get an appointment, and I I'm not avail, I'm not able to get one. So busy. But I have this dental thing coming up, so I decide I got this pre dental procedure appointment in like ten days. So I'll just do I'll just check call, it out then. Yeah, yeah. So then that's what happened ten days ago, basically. Got it. So then I get this pre appointment. We do the whole pre-dental stuff. And at the same time, they're like, let's do an x-ray and check out this dogs for the see if the socks in there. So then the socks, you know, they do this $250 thing and there's no sock. And I just get told that I'm an idiot. It might have been 300 bucks. So then I'm like, all right, cool. So we got $300 for the sock. They're telling me I got to do all this stuff for this dental thing. So I'm, I'm like, all right. And there's a range because they go in to do this dental cleaning and they could restri- extract who knows how many number of teeth and it could just pile up in terms of what it'll cost me. And then it's just a mystery. Like, you had to do. I've got the invoice right here. <laughs> oh, first of all, <clears throat> it was a success. 
today with this dental dental thing. Good. How many teeth did we lose, by the way? Well, okay, so here here's the before and after photos. Here's before. Holy hell. Look at this. We didn't lose that. Wait, we didn't lose any teeth. No, 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 we did. Yeah, no, not a lot. Not a lot, but some. But look at this before. Like all this SLJ. Yeah, and then the after, this is today. Wow. That's nice, yeah. Holy crap, look at before. Nice teeth. And after. So I paid. I paid a good amount for this dental cleaning. Uh, you can see the ones that they lost. These these X's are the teeth they lost. So this is we got nothing in the upper front and nothing in the lower front anymore. Bingo. Uh, they lost a couple molars, and then that was it. Okay, so I've I've been down this road. We talked about that because I was like. <laughs> the first time I had a dog, $1,300. Like, go fuck yourself. I don't think it was that at the time. I think inflation has hit these people. And they, they're they charging too little because there's not – I can't even get an appointment. Either way. So then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do anything about this. Fuck off. For the first dog, then it ends up costing me way more than $1,300. Going, line. We already talked about this. And then they had to delete a bunch of teeth out of my other dog's mouth. So I'm like, let's get ahead of it on this dog. So that we're getting out of it. But we're into the cleaning. $1,700. But I'm like, this isn't right. Actually, okay, so. Do you have, yeah, do you have pet insurance? No. So then I also learned that was a scam, too. I what, looked into that? that. You did look into it? Pet insurance is a bit of a scam, though. I think it's my is. old dog. I was looking into it. You still Either have way. to reach a deductible, and then from there, the the insurance company determines whether or not your animal actually needed something, and they're very strict. So yeah, it's pretty. Good. My the company I work for, not the last company, but the company before that, offered it through the company. Kind of interesting. I had it for a while from a company that I worked for, and brought my cat in for one major visit or whatever. And like 20% of it got covered. And then, but I had to ask for a rebate. Oh, so God. I, I had to send in all the paperwork and then they processed it. And it took, you know, like six months for everything to happen. And then they're like, well, we'll cover this. Oh, no, 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 no. This goes towards your deductible. This goes towards your deductible, but all of this doesn't. And it's like, that's everything that I wanted to go towards. The right, exactly. So like, I think it's like a thousand dollars or 50. It was like, yeah, a thousand dollars deductible. And I think I had like a, a $1,200 thing for my, for my cat or something like that. And only $200 hit the deductible. It right. was dumb. So I still had to pay all $1,200 of it. It just, and you're right. paying 20 I, I, bucks a month or whatever you're paying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so like, uh, they're well, ticking like a time bombs of love. Ticking, ticking time bomb. It's just like, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, so where were we? Uh, as of now, I've got them taking something from whatever the lump is that is not a sock that she did not poop out that I have not – I've spent now – that was another that was 200 of the 1700 uh $210 was this this like off-site taking of some sample of whatever is the lump i'm not really sure and then they bring it to a place to tell me if it's cancerous or not 
or potentially something that I have to spend more money on. So I'm I, think, I think sometimes dogs just get like, yeah, well, even it even might be like a cancerous lump, but it's cheers not like to your positivity. I love you. It's not like going to sp- like spread. I think. <laughs> so I think sometimes they just they just get them. I think. Yeah, this is what they said. But anyway, sorry. Like, right, well, just... so so I interrupt the lady who's telling me this stuff, and I'm like, come on, what's the odds? What are the odds? You know, because I'm a, I'm a gambler. No. Uh, <laughs> when I go, like for real, like you're got, you're sending this off. Do you th- you know, eighty percent chance this is got comes back negative news or what are we at here? And like they did not give an answer. Of course, they were. Just, <laughs> of course, they didn't. They're like because they don't want you know, giving an answer. Sometimes there's a person that has a dog that does this, but the way she explained it, I was like, there's an out for for it not costing me a lot of money and it just being fine it's a chance so at least i have that going um but i've already come i'm pot committed now with 1700 so i'm and then i'm 500 into finding out that it is not a sock and that i need to know more information so i'm already 500 into that so now i'm like I guess it's part of the 1700 sort of. So I'm like 2000 into finding out shit and cleaning the teeth within the last whatever weeks. So it comes back cancerous. You think I'm going to just throw in the towel? No. No, you do, you toss that credit it's card. It's seven years old. The dog's seven years old. I can't throw in the towel. Like you yeah, said, it's right. too young. You take the credit card and you drop that thing right on the desk and say, run it. Because we said, like, what is money? Yeah. Hey, right. Chad, you'll make more next Friday, buddy. What, what happened to our guy, uh, Tony? Did he leave? Yeah. So uh, I told you he's in a weird fucking time zone. He's two and a half hours ahead of us. He two started. Half. He started the show. It was eleven o'clock. Good for and Tony. We went, and he was with me on the ownership show the other day. We've done some things together, Tony and I. He's a good guy. We yeah. went an hour and a half, so it was eleven. That was crazy. I can't believe we talked so long, yeah. and he stuck around. We Martin's would have Martin would have fallen asleep. You just seen Martin's yawning. Oh, but actually, I'm glad Martin's wasn't here for this because I thought your brain was going to explode. His he would have no chance. Oh God, he would have checked out right no away. No chance. There are people that are like that though. So I was saying to my wife, I'm like, yes, these guys are people that do this stat stuff. There are other people that are like Martins who are ambivalent to it and don't want anything to do with it. And then there are people like me that are like, I need to know so that I know, but I don't care ultimately. Like I'm not you I'm not using this stuff to make my decisions for me. And I'm yeah. you know, like you can you can make decisions in other ways. They can they can be a blend. It's like part of the cocktail, but at the same time, I don't. We, we what we talked about proves that you should use them as, you know, when you're in the laboratory as the mad scientist with the glasses on, you're like putting a beaker of this and a beaker of that, and you're doing a drop of that, and like that's just all part of it. Course history, and then you just, and then each week's different. It's I think what I would love anyway. for stroke scan is to have a standard deviation formula or just a standard deviation put in there to take out the outliers of the best and the night and the worst. Okay. Perfect. So, I love that. So it's like a median. Yeah. Or what do they call it? I, I, I don't know. A mean but, or a median? Sort of. Yeah. It would be a median slash mean. Um, the median. 
is the average of range of values. The mean is intended. Did yeah. I learn about this in like fourth grade? I don't even yeah. I use I use I those formulas for my recent uh, uh, recent form structuring stats. I I look for the the median and the mean or the the mean I should say, um, just to find something closer to the middle as opposed to like the really high positives and the really low negatives basically. Sure. But yeah, if, if they came up with some standard deviation of strokes gain, I would love that so much because then you're really going to find out who consistently is good and who consistently is not. Why Why haven't they done that? Who can do that? Well, do like we someone like a... Data? So someone like a Rick Run Good who now has access to whole-by-whole whole strokes gain stats, like he can do that. So how is he able to play DraftKings? He has the advantage of having those statistics. He should be banned from a lot from being able to well, bet. He pays, but he pays for it. Like it's like ten thousand dollars or something like that. Like ten to oh, fifteen thousand. Oh, so 000. you pay for it and you don't get it. But I thought even if you have access to it, you wouldn't. That seems like a disadvantage to the competition. Of like he should be winning on DraftKings. Is he winning? Does he win? Does he play? Rick, well, he can't. Now where he lives. He says he does. He'll drive across the border and his last his last chat, he he said that he only likes to put in single entries. Um and that the last couple weeks or whatever haven't been very good for him or something like that. Hmm. So he says that he plays. I don't know if that's true, but he says that he plays. Our guy Drew, who we should have just had on a show, says that he uses standard deviation by player. You know what that is, Chad? Standard deviation. Ever heard of that? Yeah, that's like from the mean. So then there's a there's a difference between the uh, the the baseline of the average and then the the difference between the person and that. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. That's good. Enough. I'm looking up a house. It's good. Looking up a house. Yeah, I've are got you doing people, work right now? I got people texting me. They want to show what are you up. Doing? <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't know work. Drew was still in here. What the hell? Uh, what, what What were you saying about standard deviation by player? What does that mean? So, what a standard deviation of of one is what between 0.15 and 0.85 is that standard deviation of one? I can't remember. <laughs> that's why I asked Chad. I was hoping he would know. Fucking what in the hell? I failed out. I of think math. that's true. I you think you guys know right. how. You guys want to hear how good I was at school? And then college, that we could talk about that for. I wasn't good at school or college either. Well, I was good at basketball. That's what I was good at. Hey, I only on. passed by crying to this teacher in college. Drew, do you have access to whole by whole strokes gain stats? And if so, who do you get them through? Ooh, where I do we're asking Drew. Let's talk about live. <laughs> Swerve. <Yeah. more. laughs> Who's in the lead? <laughs> I need to watch today, really. How do you how do you even find the leaderboard? You go to their website where you, it's the there's same place lead, you find the PGA Tour Go to their golf. website or their oh, app. Yeah, live, livegolf.com. I think Carlos Ortiz is winning, actually. What? Holy fuck! 
as it, my yeah, tease than like DJ. What? What? What the hell? We should have picked DJ today. It's a star-studded leaderboard, isn't it? Brooks is up there, I think. Patty Perez is even angry, and he's playing well. Oh, should I share the screen? Because we can show everyone at home on YouTube. There's three people watching, so we might as well show them. Let's show you guys the leaderboard because we could make a we could make a showdown lineup. Because I won money today, so we're in the. Hey, we uh, yesterday I I mentioned Hideto Tanihara. Remember, I said he played on the PJ Tour a couple times. <laughs> we talked about every single name. Remember that? Because you were you were going through uh, looking at like the the Japan Tour guys, and I was like, dude, that Tanihara dude, he plays on the PJ Tour every once in a while. Who was last? Oh, the names we couldn't pronounce in Graham McDowell. Yeah, the guys you, you guys who could not pronounce the name. <laughs> Everybody, remember, uh, remember you were talking about people wanting to play that Chekagar? Uh, Darbo, Darbo played that guy. Chikara. Yeah, Darbo, you didn't win any money. Nope, I did not. <laughs> Norris was bad. Nice, nice call, dickhead. What? No, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! He just doubled the last hole. That's it. Look at the scorecard. He doubled the eighth hole as well. Bitched it. Uh, the fifteenth hole. I would play him again. Uh, this, this is out of order, so obviously he the, his last hole is like the fifteenth, the fifteenth or the or the eighth, one of the two. Look like this birdieing in. That's pretty good. Oh, I see. I don't know. I would I would play him again tomorrow. Play him every day. Plus three. Play him every day. Where he's good. He's, he's seven thousand tomorrow. But he's seven thousand dollars. Two. When does he go to plus three? Something's wrong. I confused. Okay, let's let's play DraftKings. Do you want to do DraftKings? Make a, yeah, make us a lineup. Well, I, how do I not have any money? We probably lost it all. I thought I won $23. Oh, it's going to take a... You know why it's going to take forever for them to put money <laughs> Because they don't... They aren't confident that the stats are good. <laughs> well, they're not because Sean Norris just right now is it doesn't show plus three, you know. All of a sudden, I don't know how this works. Okay, never mind on that. Uh, it's Father's or it's Fourth of July. Oh shit! I got my door open. You made me yell that. This is this is the part of the show where Chad just goes sorry. In Every once in a while, he comes back with like a bag of chips. Yep. It's, t- it's 10.30. My wife's like, <laughs> shut up down there, idiot. All right. Uh, Fourth of July plans for you boys. You got anything for going on? Anything fun? Uh, just you're playing golf. Duh. Where are you playing? Where? Like the actual courses? Tomorrow. Onika Ridge, White Bear Lake. One of my favorite just random ass townie courses of all time. Great How much course. is that one? 50 bucks? 60 bucks? Uh, 70 is inflation hitting golf courses? No, no, um, maybe partly, but probably not. I people are just jacking the prices because golf is so popular now. That's that, but, so yeah, it's probably like 50 bucks. I don't pay 50 bucks when I go there, but um, because you're so, on the golf, you're on the golf pass thing, yeah. There's a I don't want to get into it, but there's a thing I'm on, so playing okay, there. Mind, sorry, sorry for bringing that up. Playing uh, Crystal Lake in Lakeville on Saturday, the home of my last tournament where I made a 10. Oh, God. So you have to play that course again? 
going back there. And then Sunday. Is that the, is that the course with the... Just fight, just fight, just fight. Yeah. Penalty 10? Yeah, two penalties. Josh is cataloging that golf course as the course he made a 10 on. <laughs> Correct. I love that. There's, one, there's now three. This it's, it was, it's three tournaments in a row I made a 10 on. He, you you will remember enough. that forever. I will. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to go to that hole on Saturday, and I'm going to stripe the T-ball. Please right do it live. Do a periscope or whatever they call it. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a periscope, and I'll, I'll hit my ball, and we'll see it go dead fucking straight down the middle. And then I'll do, and then I'll do a, like a finger tracer of where my ball went, and I can just go like this twice. Oh, the, oh yeah. from the 10. Yeah, boink, boink. Oops. So, um, anyways, and then, actually, the best course is on Sunday playing the Royal in Lake Elmo. For who has ever watched it in Minnesota, if you know or don't know, don't care, whatever. The front nine was designed by Annika Sorenstam. Oh. And it was her first design ever. Cute. The back nine was designed by Arnie Palmer and was his last design ever before he died. Well, that was on purpose. I doubt it. I doubt that they knew Arnie Palmer was just going to die, and they said, "Hey, why don't you design this back nine for us?" I doubt <laughs> how that happened, but maybe. That oh, it was his first. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, we got a golf pass question. Here we wait, go. I want to hear about the golf pass thing. Yeah, correct. Because Josh, play. Pay, how much do you pay for the golf pass thing, and where do you get access to? So I pay personally, pay seventy five a month. I think it's. For most people, it's 70, but I advertise on this. It's called TwinCitiesGolf.com. I advertise on their website with my business, so I get pay a little more, but I can also write it off as a business expense. doesn't matter. Anyways, so I pay 75 a month, and there's like a host of 120, 130 probably now courses in Minnesota, Wisconsin, a little bit into Iowa, um that you can go and play a lot of them during the week monday through thursday you can go and if you walk you play it for free if you want to take a cart you pay 20 bucks or 25 bucks or something like that there's another tier of courses in there of the 120 130 where if you go no matter what you pay like 25 bucks or something includes a cart whatever so there's all these courses you can go and play that you're basically playing at a significant discount um so for example the the royal that i'm playing sunday it's on this it's called the public country club it's on this thing i'll go there and they charge you 45 dollars to play includes a cart if you chad were to go and play with me on sunday you would pay almost 100 or maybe even over 100 with with tax so getting a pretty good discount so it's it used and it used to be better too. They're kind of bumping up all the courses into different tiers, so you're paying a little more. You used to be able to do Monday through Friday, all day long. You can go and walk as long as you're walking. You're playing for free. They once the COVID thing hit and all the people were playing golf, they kind of had to nix that. But it's a really good deal. I I pretty much pay off my membership and basically play golf for free by like mid July. For the whole year. You pay for it. But you're an insane human being who plays every day and pretends that he doesn't have a baby. Right. Yeah. True. So I mean, I'll, I'll play over 100 rounds for sure. Yeah, well, how many rounds have you played this season? You're um, moving. 
right? I already so you moved. I agree. Um, I played 18 today. Basically, my my days. To I thought play, you said you practiced today. Well, I mean, I, I went around 18, 18. Oh, all, just practicing. practicing. Got yeah. it. Okay. Um. So Thursday, Friday are usually my days to golf, and then if I, you know, don't have any like vacation or something in the cities or something or whatever like if i'm not traveling i'll golf more saturday sunday so i think this weekend what i plan to do is maybe golf 36 a day i think Jeez. you have no that. girlfriend you have no girlfriend <laughs> no but, but like so last weekend i went down to the cities for a date like and hung out there for how did that go it was it went, good. It went well yeah it went really really well but anytime not, you need to come, if you need to come stay in the cities, I got a bedroom in the basement of my house. You can just rent it for free. Not right. like you can bang a chick there. Maybe. Well, you <laughs> see, this is my way of guilting my dates into making, letting me stay at their places. It, it takes me <laughs> a while to travel. Yeah. Well, if you ever get rejected, you can always come to my house. All right. Nanda, I don't know if, if you'd want to, but what about you, Jish? You've got an extra room. I do at the moment. What? Uh, how about your golf room in your house? Is it good? Is it working? There's still a bunch of shit in there, but it's uh, it doesn't matter at the moment because I don't need to play golf inside. That's true. But this this winter, I think I'll I think we'll be able to make some uh, make some fun videos in that room. Maybe I'll teach you how to play golf this winter, Chad. Teach me how? Yeah. How dare you? You know what's funny is that I was better at age twelve than I am now. Did we use any of your shots the other day when we played? Oh, I God, think. how dare you? <laughs> did we? How many of yours do we use? I don't know. No, if you don't know, it's not good. Um, not good. There was a driver, too, that you could have used mine, but, like, they used somebody else's. Driver. <laughs> don't make fun of me. No, here's how many rounds I've actually leaned on your body for a lot in the beginning. To date, uh, June 30th of 2022, this is pathetically sad. Uh, I played no rounds of golf. I've the only like true 18 holes was the 18 I played at Braemar. I'm going to take this shit. Yes, I, Kieran, I'm going to take this shit because <laughs> I haven't played golf. And it's true. Like, I don't have any reason to think I should be good. Um, what happened to me is. I had sex in February of 2021. Or when, when did I have sex? Congratulations, by the way. It was a horrible decision because then it resulted in a child in October of 2021. Bango, bango, bango. Sounds, sounds like a sp- Valentine's Day uh, conception. Ooh. My birthday My birthday is February 8th, Darbo. Oh, okay. So we had my wife. Right my wife was right in there. So my wife's <laughs> birthday, my wife's birthday, Valentine's Day. Keep, keep going. Okay, so there's more. My wife's birthday is February first. Wow. Oh, jeez. And then there's Valentine's Day. Guess when? My the two of my kids are born in October. At the end of October. Wow. <laughs> no joke. It's like oh shit. <laughs> like straight up. It's it's weird how sex. Good works. for you. February is a good month for you. Yeah, so that was – oh, it's an expensive month. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> uh, so uh, that particular day in time, I can remember it because I was not trying to have a third. I mean, like we have the third. He's eight months old. But I wasn't trying to have him yet. Hello. So then either way, uh, now it's resulted in – it's pushed me to have to 
move from a small home that did not fit three humans <laughs> to a bigger home. So then I've had to do that, which has ruined golf. Then now I have the human himself, and now I have that problem. So I've got so many problems. Do any kids? I can't golf as much as I want to golf. You just got to train your kids to go golfing with you. This is what Liam is now in golf camp, and he's going tomorrow at Papa Joe, his grandpa's country club. His grandpa nice. just bought a condo overlooking the ninth hole at the country club that he is a member of, Minnesota Valley. So this this family that Liam has, his one grandpa lives on his country club in the ninth green, and then my dad lives on – Edina Country Club looking at the 16th green. So both of his grandpas are obsessed. And then I'm obsessed, clearly. So if Liam isn't good at golf, I failed. I failed him. Or then I can just go to Lucas, and hopefully Lucas won't be failure. Or if he is, I think Olivia, we could, she could be LPGA. So much easier to get girls uh, to, to an elite level than boys. Correct. Oh, I have a zil. I have a zillion. You have a zillion kids. So yeah. Okay. No, I have three kids, not a zillion. Big time <laughs> on your side. But, but, we have reached the point of the summer that I am not doing as much with work because people are scared to buy. Sellers are a little bit reluctant to put it on the market. They kind of forgiven about the season. So there's just like a lull, and like I can start golfing again. So I think I'm going to be able to golf again. I'm definitely it's, golfing it's, in two weeks. And I'm golf, and then uh, I've moved to a place where it's close to a course that's better than the other course that I was close to. So I'm like upgrading my home course in a way. So I used to be obsessed with Duan because it was the closest muni to my house. Don't shake your head, Darbo. Correct, but also the reaction that I get from every single person that I ask to play with me at Duan, where I'm like, hey, do you want to play at Duan? They're like, waste my four hours at Duan? <laughs> what? Is that even an 18-hole course, or is it just a nine? Shut up. Know. It's 18 holes, but it's par 68. So there's yeah, a little more like, par threes. It's like 5,200 yards, oh. right? I don't know if it's that many. It might be. 4,800. That's very short. Very short. Either way, it's amazingly fun because you can shoot. You can shoot a 78 and like post it in your How life. How many par fours can you drive? Uh, uh. We seen Chad hit the ball off the tee. Probably no. Not. Darbo, uh, you guys could probably hit like four of the par fours. Uh, I can definitely reach the par. The like first one hole of the we all played is like hilarious. It should be a par four. Hey, <laughs> yeah. the last time we played. The first hole that we we drove, and I know I know Josh, you've been working on your distance from there, but Chad, I think I drove both of us on that hole. Chad, oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, Chad just really? smashed he, it down. The yeah, he smoked that one. So that. there is potential there. <laughs> there is some spinach up in this Popeye every once in a while. No, uh, the new course is Brookview. Brookview is not great, but it's not bad. And they've upgraded their clubhouse, and they've got a little bit of, like, this lawn bowling area now and a restaurant. Where are you in the Twin Cities? What? Where, like, what suburb are you in the Twin Cities? Golden Valley is is where Brookview is. It's, like, right off uh, 494 where that you can see the driving range when you drive. No, 394. No. 394? Yeah, I think it's 394. Uh, Yeah, 394 on the side of there's a lot of 94s with highways. Yeah. 
Uh, either way, I haven't played a lot of golf, so I have some excuses. <coughs> um, because I'm in the stage of life where I'm in my mid-30s. I have three kids under five years old. Is that the prime? Am I in the prime of my life? Or my brother, my little brother, who's a couple years younger than me, just texted me about one of our mutual friends who's the same age as him, who is currently with a 21-year-old. How old is he? Like 33 or 4 or 5. Come on. I want to thir- – I love you, honey. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the same time, uh, is that the prime of your life? Like what the fuck? That seems like the prime. But like am I – in the prime. You know what's weird? When we think about like a a 33-year-old dating a 21-year-old, we're like, ooh, that's kind of crazy. But then if you think about like a 70-year-old, they like married to a 60-year-old, they're like, yeah, doesn't matter. It feels I normal. Know, right now it seems insane, like the 21-year-old. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the same difference. Mm-hmm. That, that girl has a lot of like growing up to do. Like, oh, so oh, my response to like, oh, good for him is he's found a woman in his maturity level, you know, like <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah, no, that is I, probably I know true. the guy, the guy that's with them. And it's like, oh, well, explains that. But as a person with three kids in this whole thing, and I'm now seven years into this marriage, Josh, you're fresh into this whole fresh, fresh. Kid, kid thing. So you're maybe not as ruined in your brain or mushed. But so brain, the, well, here's, the, here's the deal, Chad. My brain is always mush. It's been mush correct. before I was married. But so then would you, you want to trade in dude, would you want to trade in your life for a life of uh running around like Darbo, single and free? No. I don't know. No. I might it's want to work. Darbo it's gotta put in a lot of work to do that. It's a lot of work. What about it? Lazy Darbo, the grass is always greener. Is that the scenario? Um, well, like, I don't have any of the stresses you guys have. No. So in, in, in that sense, yeah. Um, I'm also not lonely. So the purpose of having a relationship right now isn't like needed. Um, the want to have children is there. So, I mean, you guys have that going for you, but why do you want children? Oh, I, I, I've always been a legacy person. Like, okay, just and and I also I also love to che- uh, to teach. So, hmm. you know, I I wouldn't mind passing on all my knowledge to an Some offspring, know. and I also would love to see what genetics do. Yeah, like that yeah, that seems like a fun thing. Can you see this? Some equity. Is it hard? I to love see? that. By the way, that's what I want to do on my website. Wait, okay, here's the problem. Go again, go again, go again. What are you? What are you? Oh, uh, you can't see it. This Zoom is Matt. No, 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 hold on. Don't don't it's hold Matthew it that Wolf. close. Don't hold it that close. Oh, it's still not. Okay, so Send it's Matt. DM that to me or something, or, or text it to me. Hold on, hold on, I, hold on. I can find it. I can find. I don't it. know what the hell he's talking about, but he wants it's to. He wants to. It's a stat he, profile. Is this a pro live take? No, 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 no. This it's is going to show his power, his okay. accuracy, and all that stuff. This is bad. This I'm is afraid. Bad. I'm afraid that I, I might. I might be turning on live. It's a video game. Come on. What's oh, wrong with that? This. Oh, that is Wait. so dumb. Yeah. Hold on. No, I've okay. seen what you're. you're what did I figure it out? Bars. You had it, dude. 
They're like showing bars across. Oh, I'm back. Here, okay, we're back. Matthew Wolf, his putting is super hot. Look at how low his driving is. What is that? What Compared is this? A short game. What is this? <laughs> what is that? How the hell is that a possibility? So you want to know what I want to do? I want to I want to create something similar to this, but it's uh, power, accuracy, and then like I would want to create it like a video game. Just like how they have it right here, that's exactly what I want to do. But you would have a button that can switch between what that means. So like, and you would you would probably want it to be accurate. <laughs> yeah. Like he, yeah. he, you just can't have Matt Wolf and have driving and not yeah, no. be at the top. Yeah, you just can't. You can't. I agree. Wait. Oh my gosh. I think I just got paid by DraftKings. Oh, sorry. Are you gonna yeah, I did. Okay, so we can we can join this contest. One quick thing I want to ask Chad is that why you mm -hmm. have like five pods going on this week because you've got nothing to do? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you did a pod with Josh yesterday. You did a pod oh, with me. Trust Tuesday. me, my wife's not happy about that at all. I was going to ask that question too. How does the wife feel about it? She's like, "Oh my god, again! Oh my god, you 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 tricked me." You said we would be doing less now that it's Thursdays or something like that. But the you know, I'm like, I can't help that it's a one-year anniversary of the narratives. Like, that's just happened to fall this week. That's That can't be helped. I have to do a pod for that. And then I can't help that the Live is doing a Portland event. And that people care about this and then to like put it into her head that it was worth it to do that is that i was like you know that mental health pod with andy lack <laughs> mr famous tout andy lack that got less views than the stupid live thing i did last night so there's that babe put that in your pipe <laughs> and smoke it so i was able to tell her that today <laughs> dude our our pod on tuesday pretty good Correct, dude. I, and, and it's gotten good feedback. Uh, Mike Eckert, my dad, on Twitter, he said he liked it. Um, but yeah, it was That's good, good job, conversation. Now, Eckert, tomorrow, maybe. we're talking live your life on live round two. I'm going 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. We're going to build the lineup right now. Yeah. This is what did Louis shoot today? Idea. Hold on. We were talking shit about Louis the other day. What did he shoot? Get out of there. Get out of there. Minus one. One under. Not bad. His back seems fine. Now, typically, if you do well today, you are popular tomorrow in the clicking department. Most so, of the time, yeah. should, so like we, we really should try to look at who is who is bad. Should it should that be the case? What do you mean? Because so like if you go to the top, who uh, Ortiz is five under, and he that was like an outlier basically. Mm -hmm. Well, DJ is four, but whatever. So that's kind of seems like an outlier to me. Do we just expect that he's gonna go? On? I feel like he is more likely to shoot over par tomorrow than he is to shoot like five under again. That's why I'm telling you, you skip, you you don't even consider that guy. Right. right. Why is answer second most priced? Good question. That's weird. 
We, that, I would that. lean. I would lean like Gooch. Because you can make Bryson. Burden. What? A, let me see Bryson's scorecard. Can you pull it up? Has today? No. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're on DraftKings. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Bryson, oh, I have the live. I have the live thing. I could probably do. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'd probably lean like Gooch or Bryson. Well, can you do both? Maybe. Just play some dump plate on there. Play well, Vincent. Vincent. Vincent's my guy. Play Vincent. I'll play. Okay, and, then, and then what about your other guy? Sean Norris. He's 72 now, I think. 73. I'll, I'll play Sean Norris. Wait, it says he's plus three? Yeah. Yeah. We already went over that. Yeah. He was what? Oh, 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 oh. Well, you oh. doubled the yeah. last. Yeah. Yeah. Doubled yeah. The last. I put the beers down. Play Jeez. him. Play him. I get it. I remember now. Play him. Sean Norris. Yeah, play him for sure. Because we realize you guys realize that the scoring for this tomorrow doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they fucking finish. We just they need can't. birdie they're makers. In the, they're in the middle of the tournament. We need birdie makers that no one wants. You putting Chase back in your lineup? Didn't you go Brooks and Chase? I did not go Chase. I went that uh, Sheeta. How did Sheeta do? Plus three today. What an asshole. <laughs> But last week he had a good round two. We're going back to Shitta. All right. Because no one wants him. And then Wolf. Oh, no oh you're leaving. It leaves you with Wolf. Lock I know. Should we go Wolfie? Lock it in. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, should I put the mask on? Bomb, bombers on Pumpkin Ridge. That's what we want. But you're spending all the money. That's a terrible idea. No, it's not. No, no it's, it's not. not. Okay. It's, it's actually the ideal way to go, isn't it, Darwin? Thank you, guys. Yeah, because yes. everyone thinks you're dancing. Or like 200 at like most you leave off. Well, no one's showdown, have this lineup. showdown's weird. I mean, if you can find it, it, six golfers that you think are the best golfers, then I, then salary doesn't really matter. So if you can leave $600 on the table and you're like, the, the, these golfers here are the best good. for round two showdown, then then go for it. But like, a weekly, like a weekly contest, yeah. You don't leave a lot of money on the table. Chad has a, a couple good lineups going on, from from uh, him deploying the strategies from Tuesday's pod. What's funny is that I went back last night and I at midnight changed out a bunch of shit and I like removed. I was gonna play a shitload of Jason Day. Good. And I played less, way less Jason Day after I was watching a couple of things. I watched Degenerate 75. <laughs> and I had no idea that Jason Day had a problem. Did you guys know? I just don't trust him. There's no way I would ever play him at 10K. I love your tweet. It's funny because it's like the bros. Yeah. Never. Do I have good lineups going? Not really. Well, fourth in, in our contest. That's always what is good. This, this is a narrative. This is decently recently, maybe. Nine with four eight Ks? Well, I did it. Okay, so I made a few lineups before we talked on our on my narratives. What lineup is this? Because this is What's in the, the last golfer. I can't see the name. My, my head's huh. in the way. It's huh. Oh, 7,600 or something like that? 78 for huh. There it is. Uh, 
What is this one? That's a good one. It looks like a balanced one. Yeah, this is literally balanced, it's called. <laughs> I spent all the money. And this is the balanced build. That's that's leading thanks to Poston. Mm-hmm. Look at the chalk though. That'll never win. That'll win today. I so although Webb did poorly uh, well he doubled his last hole, I think you your Nagels Bagels contest one was uh, a good one. Like this is a really good lineup, by the way. There, there's nothing wrong with with this lineup. Like Webb's gonna play well tomorrow. This is about eating chalk. What is this? It must be chalk. Ten, eight, eight, seven, seven, and a six. That's a great this build is the there. Cho- this is chalky. This is literally called my I that I named this one chalky, and people got off of Hodges because he was supposed to be chalky. Well, what, what, what's his ownership? Our, our four point eight. Yeah, that's that's enough to differentiate you from anyone else. From but four point eight, I thought that would end up be chalky. See, that's why. When did I tweet this out? What time of the day? See, that's you know you you really can't make lineups till till Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. That is fucked up that you can't and like you shouldn't. What I mean, it, I it, it wastes my entire Wednesday night. I think I was up from 10 p.m. till one in the morning doing my lineups. I tweeted this out at noon yesterday. So I guess I tweeted it out Wednesday. But I mean, you know, chalky, it's, it changes. Things change. I don't know what I used to make that chalky. What else do I need to look at? Josh is gone. He's probably taking a piss. Um, uh, moving, Josh. And uh, no, you just moved. Josh moved. Josh knows about moving. What happened? Are we at the bottom moving. of your your little? Moving sucks. Yeah, we talked about that before. You can remove that from the script. What? Moving. We we talked about that like four weeks ago no but we didn't talk about building furniture you're right we didn't (laughs) and that is a pain in the ass because my wife keeps buying shit and then i have to put together all the time my hands are just that's that's the worst like i just put together uh i had to put together a outdoor seating thing uh a couple weeks ago oh it took me like seven hours it's the worst um, I had to just build this thing for over the toilet. Like, I don't know, some freaking thing that goes over the toilet. It's just this like tiny thing. It's like, you might as well make me build something big if I'm going to put all the effort and time into it. It's this like tiny thing that barely fits any toilet paper. Uh, mounting a TV, Darbo? I'm a, I'm a non-mount TV guy. What does that it's mean? a Here's my here's my theory. If you're gonna be somewhere for a long time, or even if you plan on moving, that's it's gonna have to come down at some point, and taking it down sucks. No, but you, even no, if you're gonna, in like real estate, you leave the mount on the on the wall now. Oh well, you didn't tell me that. I had a TV mounted on the wall. Did you take Two. it down? Yeah, I took the whole mount down. I filled in the fucking things, repainted over it. Well, you weren't supposed to do that. Oh. 
Well, either way. So I'm team just put it on a stand. And then if you're going to rearrange the room, even you're probably going to move the TV. So you don't have to worry about taking it off the wall and read. Just put it on a stand. I love it. What if you want to mount the TV? What if you want to mount the TV to the concrete or the uh, fireplace or something like that? That's different. That's like meant for a TV there, though. Like the space there is meant for like a TV or like a large picture. Oh, are are you Jish Swish taking the Jish Swish drill and drilling that shit into the wall? How are you doing this? Well, actually, I probably would. Yeah. You would, or you would, would you contact myself, yeah. an outside service? Like no, I I'd probably do it myself. No, I contacted the mounting man. That's a company. Okay, so <laughs> wait, there's I have, I have a bad shoulder. Let's surgery <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah, you're forty three kids, bad back. <laughs> I had surgery on it. <laughs> I got tackled playing flag football in college. It was weird, and I broke my collarbone. Anyway, and then I didn't do anything about it. Wait, you got tackled playing flag football? Correct. Yeah. What? Sad. And I destroyed my my shoulder. Did that person Okay. It was the weirdest thing ever. This fucking asshole tackles me. You know how it? You don't play. You're in college. You're like everyone cares a lot. So like no. Hold on a second. The important part of this is. You got tackled in flag football. It doesn't matter if you're in college. It's flag football. Correct. So I just got doing? destroyed. I got All right. sorry. Anyway. I got destroyed. I destroyed my shoulder. Long story short, I'm back in 2022. This was back in 2004 or five, like when I got tackled by flag football. But in 2022, when I drill and do a lot with my arm, which I did for the lower level basement TV, which I fucked up and had to drill like nine different times and find the stud and do it different ways, take it off, put it on, and then I put it on and then I realized, oh God, this thing is like not level. So then I'm like, fuck, I gotta take it off. I gotta redo it. It's my shoulder and my arm and, my, and I, <clears throat> to the point where I need, I'm sleeping Darbo waking up with a numb arm it's numb it's not good my thumb is numb oh it's it's bad news that was aggressive yeah so i have to like pop it to like get some blood going through there so then i'm like you guys i don't know you're not on the uh, cecil discord i posted a picture of my daughter smashing a 300 tv just in the just like just like deciding to like fucking take it off the stand like Dar- uh, Josh saying like oh yeah you're gonna put it on stand well not when a toddler wait till Carson's pulling that shit down you're gonna want to mount it so I've lost the TV it's three hundred dollars in the trash can and I'm like am I really gonna just put up another one just like right here again or am I gonna have some dude come in and drill this thing because I don't have the drill bits or that the energy or the arm or I don't want numb arm <laughs> kind of dude you know. The kids thing is a different wrinkle now that you say that. Because I have my my really nice TV that was in our living room in the old house. It's in the basement now, sitting on like a big, nice stand in the basement that we barely ever go to, by the way. You're going to mount that thing. I, I, now that we think about it, because we put, we put all of Carson's stuff in the basement, like his games and yeah. stuff, to go down there and play because it's cooler down there. Like the temperature's better for well how mu- so how much would you pay to mount- have someone mounted for you because like I, I mounted it myself in the last yeah time. you wouldn't you wouldn't do it because you're a young buck 
But like for me, I I didn't want to go into the fireplace because that's where I wanted to have it mounted for upstairs. So I was a little bit nervous about the fireplace, and I just spent all of my sweat, time, energy, and anger doing the basement one. So I Google <laughs> these people, and I'm like, whatever the fuck it costs. So how much it's do you not think? It's that hard to mount a TV though into the into the fireplace. I don't want to fuck this up and have it be uneven. A lot of a lot of mounts now have like levels. They on do, them. but you're not good at it if you're alone by yourself, tired with a bad shoulder. So I paid like two hundred dollars. I, I would, I would for sure do it myself. It was worth two hundred dollars to me. <laughs> sounds like it. it. Sounds like you got a bad shoulder. <laughs> I know. I'm rubbing it right now. It's really good. All right, boys, I think uh, 2.28 into this thing, and we've talked about all the strokes gained. We've talked about some of the live. We've talked about all the things we need to talk about. Did we about. talk about all the strokes gained? Oh, no. Do we not? No, I I'm, I think it's an endless conversation, but I'm just joking. Oh, no. We've talked today, about we're enough, done. Enough yeah. for one night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, clearly, I think... Darbo and Drew need to have a, their own podcast on the Sweet Spot DFS YouTube channel. So maybe Drew Matthews can be a guest or a future guest, and we could do another stroke skate show. That could be a yeah, thing. Yeah, I, th- I think really, I think we should do another stroke skate show. Uh, actually, we shouldn't do another stroke skate show like this, but something shorter and more concise, I think, mm. would get you more, would get your channel more views. Well, and I don't I care about it, that. Oh, then so be it. <laughs> Correct. This is, but yeah, no, you're right. Like a rapid fire back and forth. Like uh, who cares though? This was good though. I think if if you really truly want to invest time to learn, I think we've given a chance for people to learn that maybe they haven't had a chance to do. And most podcasts aren't wasting using their time doing this. Well, most podcasts that everyone listens to are selling a product. So, oh, true. They're, no, they're we're trying to make you better. Yeah, they're pushing strokes gain stats for you to sign up using their promo code or signing up to their website that's pushing, you know, it's, it's just that whole business model. Hey, I've got something really good that you should use because it, it shows you success of players. Yeah, and when are you going to make that site so we can sign up for your site of doing that? Oh, oh, I, well, I'm I'm trying to get people to build my my website because I'm over it. I'm done. I don't want to spend any more time doing that. No, you're on your way, and we're and we'll then we'll promote it on Golf Guys every week. Really. Yeah, and and I, we both can use it. I'll I'll yeah. be sure to give off some free some free users some some marketing stuff. Let's go. I like it stuff. 2023. Yeah. It's a big year. All right. Well, whatever. Next week. Uh, what could, we, we, well, we have endless topics. I don't know. My brain will come up with Wait, it. No, we'll, next week. Next week should be uh, the open. Genesis. Or we could talk about the open. No, oh, yeah. It'll be prices, pricing. pricing will come out. Yeah. Pricing yeah, will we'll, come out. We'll have, we'll have Scottish open while we're we'll have Scottish Open Live after. and we'll have the open speculation names and right. reasons. Yep. Week after right. will be open. Brilliant. All right. So we're on to the next major, we're babies. Up. Let's do it. Uh, thank you for joining us. You're two hours and 30 minutes into it. There's Go to you bed. You may not be here. <laughs> or if you're from <laughs> Fuck It Island, you go enjoy your day.
Don't get a dog. Don't get a dog. <laughs>